All-American Chelsea Podcast. We have a big one today. This is a big podcast. Text a message, I don't know the number. Flexing on these niggas, every bone and muscle. Steady taking shots, never hurting them. Even then, y'all don't worry nothing. And I'd like to give a shout out to my niggas with the game plan. And shout out to my niggas with escape plans. Uh, 20 bands, rain dance. We can eat the rain check or we can make plans. Pockets loaded, rocket loaded, can't let's rock and roll this. Time to go, lock, stopping, two smoking barrels locked and loaded. Diamonds glowing, chop climbing on them. We think I'm jumping out the window, how I got them open. Line around the corner, line them up the block and over. Sometimes I even stop the smoking when it's time to focus. My shade, DR, my pants, below. Create, explore, expand, concord. I came, I saw, I came, I saw. I pre- What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the All American Chelsea Podcast. I am your host. I am your boy. I am the captain, the leader, the legend of all. All things All-American Chelsea and holy shit we have a massive podcast today we have an amazing podcast I literally spent I just got done talking for two hours and 17 minutes with the homie with my boy with my brother with the man that gets so much shit online it's it's unbelievable to me why he gets so much shit. I just don't understand. Like, the dude brings us amazing content for free for us to enjoy. And and he does so, like, at an excellent level. Like, I, I don't understand why Nini FC, who is the guest for today, um, gets so much shit online. I, I don't understand it. Um, damn, like... Like, I'm at a loss for words, like, on this episode of the podcast. Like, I feel like we had a great, an amazing conversation between two homies, like, two boys. Like, even though that, you know, he lives on the other side of the planet, I live on the other side of the planet, we're separated by 4,000 and change miles. Like, we share so many similar life experiences that um, it's funny. Like, it's funny how he and I connected, you know? And it was from the jump, like, from the jump, he's shown me nothing but love. And I, I can't do anything else but to be grateful. Uh, and you guys hear it in the podcast. No, I don't spend damn near two hours just, oh, my God. No, it's not like that. It's two homies talking. So, yeah, I think you can enjoy the podcast. I really I really do. Uh, it, it's, it's great. We talk about Chelsea. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. So... The season starts today. I mean, yes, United are the one United against Leicester today, but the Premier League season starts today. Now it counts. No more pre preseason games. No more, you know, warm up friendlies. No more international cup. The shit starts today, tomorrow for Chelsea against Huddersfield. So I'm excited, man. I am so excited. This season is going to be so much fun. Um all different teams like every year every year i always pick i always pick two teams that are relegation teams teams that 
you're going to have a tough time staying up. And I kind of like from the internet, I follow them. And, and when they play teams that I hate, mainly like Manchester City, because a friend of mine, uh, he loves Manchester City. That's his team. And then my cousin loves Manchester United. So when they play, those two teams play against um, one of the big clubs, Manchester City, Manchester United. I always tune into those games and cross my fingers that somehow, some way, there is a result. Uh, and that way I can just shit all over them. Um, and I do this pretty much not, you know, I do it in the Spanish league for, for a while. I was following Sporty Hyong, um, basically because they were a bottom of the barrel team. And, and, uh, in Argentina, I follow, uh, San Lorenzo again from the internet. I'm not watching every single game. Um, you know, I see the results online and I'm like, Hey, we won or, Ah, shit, we lost. Damn, we're going to get relegated. And then the following season, I'll pick somebody else. So uh, this season, um, I haven't picked a relegation team that I'm going to keep my eye on. But, however, there's two teams that I am going to keep my eye on. And that's Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton Wanderers? Yeah, Wolverhampton Wanderers and uh, Fulham. Wolver the Wolves is simply because I love their logo. Their logo is so dope. And uh it's usually when I'm in career mode, it was always the team in FIFA that I would pick in the second division. Because again, their logo is so dope that uh I would pick them to try to, you know, move up and, and get promoted. And then uh, you know, that it, there was always the team that I would go in career mode if I wasn't playing with Chelsea. Um I tend to do that in FIFA. I try to uh, pick I, I when I'm doing career mode I, I tend not to go straight away with Chelsea because it's it's too easy you know for me it's too easy to 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 pick Chelsea and go from there I always feel like if when I uh I always feel like bad if I have to sell a player like I'm emotionally attached to I'm like oh damn like you know but uh I always pick a second division team and um so Wolves has always been that team so yeah, the season's starting, man. I, I'm I'm fired up. I'm so excited for the season to start. And it's like, finally, you know, finally, we get to see, we get to experience the, the sorry ball journey, you know, for real. Not hypotheticals of the summer transfer window, blah, 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 blah. Like, this shit is for real. And, you know, it makes it a little bit more personally. It makes it more exciting because I have the podcast. It's going to be coming to you. Um, I was discussing with Nini off the air on my plans for this podcast and, you know, what I plan on doing. And, oh, shit, now the dogs want to come inside. Um, you know, starting this Sunday, I'm going to be doing a match review to release on Monday giving you interviews on Wednesday and match previews on Friday. Not to say that there won't be interviews on Sat, you know, on the Monday podcast or the Friday podcast, but more or less those are going to be the focus of each podcast on their release date. So I got big plans for this podcast. I got, like I said, you know, in other podcasts, and I'm not going to bore you guys with the same old shit, but I got plans. I got plans. Things are going to be evolving. So... Without further delay, um, oh, before I get to the podcast, I want to say, you know, online and on this podcast, I've been, I gave a lot of shit to the board 
when it comes to transfer policies i will always give shit to the board um because they're the ones that are in control of our destiny when it comes to players and stuff like that but i want to say uh you know hats off to marina uh for making moves and hats off to the board and anybody in the staff that has any control over uh transfers um what they were able to get done in 48 hours basically whether they've been planning on it forever um what they were able to get done in that time span absolutely amazing um so you know do i wish we had brought in fakir do i wish we brought in marshall absolutely um because i i believe that we should have brought in a right winger but you know in 48 hours we went from one signing uh jordinho or two signings jordinho and rob green the legendary rob green uh and then after that we we able to sign a keeper um to replace the snake uh, i told nini in the podcast you'll hear it but he'll always be on this podcast referred to as the snake and i explain why um you know we were able to sign a keeper of the future we were sign uh a midfielder in kovacic and we were able to sign you know Jorginho plus for now keep Eden hazard and and it's looking up man like i'm excited for this season so without you know delaying any further here is my interview with not even my i i I gotta work on that no more saying interview i'm gonna i don't i don't interview people i sit down with my friends i sit down with my family so here's the sit down with my brother your friend our homie nini fc all right everybody this is it this is the man that you guys been wanting to hear Bro, let me tell you something, that when I go to the suit, I was at Walmart yesterday, I had an old lady pull me over, she's like, hey man, I know that you host a podcast, and I'm like, yes ma'am, I do, I do, I do host a podcast, she's like, listen, I don't want to hear anything from active players, board members, I don't want to hear anything from anybody, there's one man that I want to hear on the podcast, just one, and that is Nene and this is her words, not mine. Literally, her words, not mine. Nini motherfucking <laughs> FC. That's her words. Ladies and gentlemen, the internationally known, world famous Nini motherfucking FC. <laughs> Yo, I might have to steal that and use that as my intro. Nini motherfucking FC. I like that. I like that. No. Obviously, too kind, bro. Too kind. Uh, you know, it's good to be on here. We've been planning this for a while. My schedule has been kind of messed up, so it's been hard. But, you know, it's good to talk to you, bro. Obviously, thanks for having me on, and I'm really excited. No, no, no. The uh, the the gratitude is all mine, my friend. Um, from the moment I jumped on on the subscriber call-in, it's been absolutely nothing but love from your end. Um, and quite honestly, Quite honestly, this journey, this road of mine to becoming a, a full-time podcaster, to having this podcast jump off the way that uh, I anticipate it to and the way I dream to and plan to, um, quite honestly, if it wasn't for you, I, I, I don't know where, I have no idea the planning, I have no idea where to start, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. thank you, man. Thank you so much. 
Nah, bro, it's, it's not even like that, man. Obviously, uh, you know, I really enjoyed having you on those uh, subscriber calling shows too. Uh, you know, very great opinions, very energetic. And I'd, I've always said from the start, you know, it makes sense for you to pursue something uh, on a platform. And I think podcasting is, is really great for you. And, you know, your show has been really good so far. I've enjoyed them. And yeah, you know, it's, it's good that we can finally do this. All right. Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you so much. So, um... Literally, this has been the only podcast that generally the way it works is I get a book of notes. I write, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I plan show notes. This is the only one where where I'm going off the top of the dome because I feel like with you, like every single conversation we've had, it's been natural. There's no need for me to plan or whatever like that. And I kind of had, I kind of, I, I feel like I can bring you on here and we can we can talk about Chelsea, we can talk about football, but, you know, quite honestly, like, I, I, I think there's more of a backstory to, uh, to Nini FC and his rise uh, to, 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 to stardom, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, bait, it's, yeah. oh, here we go, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fast forward this and speed us up all the way to, to where we're at, so, I started watching Blue Lions TV. Another gentleman had it. Nini took it over. It's been phenomenal ever since. So, um, take it from there, my man. Like, like, describe to me because, like, yes, your your YouTube content is a hundred percent about Chelsea, but I think, like, I think at least for me, I want to know. Describe to me the life of a YouTuber with 40,000 uh, subscribers. Like, what is, what is your day-to-day? Like, what, what does that life look like? Yeah, man, obviously, uh, um, that's a very interesting question. And, yeah, basically, uh, when it comes to what I do daily, I do work part-time, too. I work for my, my dad's company. And I'm, I'm lucky, actually, that, you know, I do work for my dad. He understands what I'm doing. He's seen my progress. So I do get to work part-time. So it is flexible. And, of course, I do respect that if it was other people, it's, you know, it would be harder for them to have the same type of scenario uh, for themselves. You know what I mean? So um, I have been fortunate. But you know what they say, you know, you've got to make the best out of whatever situation you do have and really just maximize whatever you're doing. And that's what I have been doing. I mean, really, um, you know, with what I'm doing, even though it is 40,000, it's still not necessarily enough do this full-time just yet but um i'm hoping with a few other ventures i'm looking at doing that's all gonna add up and accumulate over time and you know it should be pretty worthwhile in the future because i think you know doing this full-time is my passion i think once i do it full-time things will get even better and i think it'll be you know it's a really exciting future uh for the channel but um but yeah you know my day really is you know if i'm not working uh you know part-time uh, I, I schedule and plan a lot it's a lot of scripts, a lot of research goes into my videos. I don't just speak from the dome. I've got to do a lot of research. <laughs> to watching other teams, uh, looking at other reports on them, etc., etc. And then it's writing the script, then it's recording, then it's editing, etc., etc. Uploading. My computer can be, uh, you know, can be pretty light-skinned on me sometimes. I don't know what I'm going to get from it on certain days. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's basically what my daily schedule's like. Dope, dope, because, like, and it's funny, man, like, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, say that, oh, oh, shit, like, you know, you kind of look like him, like, I've gotten, I've gotten comparisons <laughs> to you, I don't know why, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it has to do that, um, 
that you know I, I, I mean again these are not my words these are other words like ladies have come to me and like damn it might be like is it the beard like i don't know why i'm so attracted to you like it's it's got to be the beard it's got to be the beard it's got to be it's got to be the gap tooth gang like like it's got to be we are blessed if you got a gap tooth you know the special talent and skill you have with that so obviously you know, you, we know what that is. We'll yep. keep that to ourselves. If you don't know, you just don't know. If you know, obviously you know. Beards, like... If you know, you know. Exactly. That's how it goes. Obviously, with the beard as well, you got to save a blessed genetically to be able to grow such strong beards. You know, none of that weak shit in our faces. No pubes in our faces. <laughs> Full-grown beards out here, man. Beard gang, gap tooth gang. And, <laughs> and uh, well, in... I want to say this, though. Like, the beard, right now, my beard is going strong. It's... I think I'm on like four months, something like that. Like four okay. months. Um, I've had it trimmed a couple of times, but I think my my wife is starting to complain. And you know, since I'm not making love to anybody else, I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, whatever the the boss says, the boss oh, says. So I'm, I'm 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 trimming it down some. But need for for I guess let's take a quick second. What is your um? Uh, what is your like technique what are some of your pointers some you know some things for for those who are struggling in the beard game like what 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 what, what you got like you know you have any tips and tricks and like recommendations nah, you know, i honestly you know what like i'm pretty bad when it comes to self-grooming and i'm not i'm not saying i'm some dirty smelly guy of course not <laughs> like you know I'm, I'm very clean you know I'll, I'll use like antibacterial soap for my nether regions and i use like body wash in my other parts I like to keep it like that, you know what I mean? But when it comes to my my beard, there's literally no regimen to it. I mean, it's just, I'm blessed that I've got an amazing barber, so shout out to him. Uh, yeah, I'm blessed that uh, he, he does his job very well. And that's really it. I mean, to be honest, I do need to actually get stuff like beard oils and stuff to really keep my beard going. Sometimes it does look pretty tired and weak at times, so um, I'm definitely not the right guy for that. <laughs> I hear you, my friend. Literally, my beard regimen includes shampoo, conditioner, <laughs> uh, and a comb. Uh, that's it for me. That's, yeah. it. <laughs> that's, that's it. it for me. Yep, that's it. So we're on the same page there. Damn, like, I'm trying to see. Like, it is pretty hilarious because... All right, so you work part-time for your father. Um, yeah. I worked 11 years for my dad. Currently, yeah. I'm working uh, in my family business. My father-in-law. Okay. A, yeah, he has a construction company. So, I, actually, yesterday we had the day off. We took the day off because we uh, we were working up to 3.30 in the morning for a big project for Jamaica. Okay. Um, so... And I'm actually, this podcast being recorded at uh, 6.30 in the morning because I got to be, you know, at the office at 8 and change. So nah, I decided to take. That yeah. work rate, man. Yeah, that you work is there. You have I rate to. that. You have to. So, damn, Nini. All right. So let's see if we can find some differences. Thoughts on Astro World from Travis Scott. <laughs> you know what? Anytime uh, I listen to albums, I'm a bit old school, I can't lie. So let's say if I'm listening to an album, I'll literally just sit down and listen to it. I won't be texting at the same time. I won't be like, uh, just, you know, doing anything that would distract me from really focusing on the record. And um, obviously, you got to respect to the artist's vision, I think, when it comes to albums. Let's say with Travis Scott, you know, we expect like a certain sound to come from him. I mean, this spot was completely different creatively. 
And you know, sometimes it can throw you off a bit. And it's just like, okay, shit, I need to come back again later on with the right mindset to really like, you know, appreciate the album yeah. and understand it a bit more. Because when I first listened to it, I thought it was okay, but I was kind of underwhelmed. But then again, you know, the more you listen to it, when you listen to it with the right mentality as well, you can really start to appreciate it a lot more. And obviously once I did that, um, it is a, a really good album, I've got to say. A lot of very good uh, minimalistic beats and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a good vibe to listen to. Damn. Um, we can't, no disagreements there. Fuck. I guess we are just, I guess we are just brothers, my friend. I guess that's, I that, so. at, at the end of the day, that's it. Because I felt the same way on, on the first go around. Um, I liked it. I'm like, okay, it's good. I love Travis Scott. I'm a big Travis yeah. Scott stand. Um, but I was like, eh, I don't know. I like, you know, uh, Birds in the Trap sing McKnight, his, uh, yeah. third album. I like that one the best. Um, on the first go around, I was in love with the album. And with this one, not so much. I, I liked it, but it wasn't in love. And then listening to it more and more and more, I'm st- it's starting to grow on me a lot more. Um, yeah. So damn, I think we're I think we're just if we're gonna have to leave it as is. We're just related. Yeah. We're just yeah. gonna have to leave it as is. So now, now the listeners are like, come on, dude, get with it. I didn't listen to this podcast to hear you two chit chat the entire <laughs> time. Nini, talk to me. Oh, this is something. Before we get into current Chelsea news, all right. So I had been. I, we most people follow your channel not because i mean it would be surprising not because of the good looks it's because of the content <laughs> that's there yeah so some of this content that you provide us is exclusive content like, like i told you i you know yeah. the day that sorry was signed i sent you a big you know i sent you like a huge long paragraph on what i would do to all the mm-hmm. haters that doubted you uh, in the comment section, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I, yeah. I literally told the man, you're lucky that it's him and not me. Wait, wait, because Nini, we have spoken in private. He's given me, you know, an outline, a projection on where he wants this uh, career to go. And I've given him mine. Mine allows me to be not so formal. So if it was me up there, the day that yeah. Sorry signed and Jorginho signed, I literally told him you should make a video with everybody's, <laughs> you know, username or whatever yeah. on it and just keep reading names, reading names, reading names. And when you get to the end of it, you could say each and every one of you, I would like to invite you to kiss my ass and <laughs> fuck you yeah, and close the video. Dope. So but take me to the moment where and and we don't need any details i want to know what you were feeling uh what what, what you the experience that you know your experience in this when you got the first however you know first contact from somebody who was a legit source a legit source and take me through your emotions or feelings with like as as a youtuber as a, as a fan like again you know the, the last podcast when i had lorenz on like lorenz mm-hmm. isn't you know, he's not a, a a member of Chelsea Football Club. Joe Tweedy, as amazing as he is, the dude has a nine to five. Everybody that I've brought to you yeah. has a nine to five. So we are as like you are. We just in our extra time we dedicate to this football club. So mm-hmm. take me to the moment where you got the contact from your source sources from whoever it may be, and you were processing like, 
what this meant. Like, oh shit, like, oh damn. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, take me yeah, to I know that. what you mean. Yeah, you know what, though, to be honest, like, I remember when I got it, and literally, it's nothing too crazy or exciting. I just got a DM one day from a private Twitter account, and then he asked me, uh, how did I know about this information about something? And um, I was I was a bit puzzled because I was like, what? And he's like, Who, has someone told you something about this or something about that? And I said, no, no, I haven't heard anything. I was just my own uh, my own personal opinion. I like to try and, you know, think things, uh, think, uh, you know, think deeply about stuff and I give my thoughts and opinions. And I just think that it was one of those, like, uh, one in a million moments where, you know, I just happened to be, uh, I've got it right. And, uh, and yeah, the guy thought that someone must have leaked out something he said. And then literally it started from there. And, yeah, we, you know, we keep in contact on WhatsApp. We talk, it, you know, we, we talk quite a lot. He's a very cool guy. Uh, he lives a very cool lifestyle, obviously, you know. We love our sport. We love our football. But some of these guys, you know, they're, they're lucky enough to work in the industry, work with the players, work with clubs. You know, they're actually part of the scene. And, uh, you know, it's goals for all of us to hopefully get to a point where we can become more credible, you know, credible in the industry that we do love. And that's literally how it just started from something like that. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I think what's always helped me too is that I've always been really trustworthy. So if someone says, don't say this, then I, I won't say it. I won't even try and hint at, hint at all. I'll just keep my word because, you know, I'm kind of old school when it comes to that. I mean, I, I've always thought, you know, as men, we've got to have, you know, we've got we to, like, stand for what we believe in, you know. We've got to, like, uh, have some morals and stuff like that where you're, you're still strong with your morals regardless of, you know, any outside pressures or anything like that. That's how you get that type of uh, mentality. And uh, that's what I've always believed in. I don't think it's hard to just keep your words. A lot of people find it very difficult to do for some baffling reason. But but yeah, I think once they knew that I was very trustworthy, I you know I, I just got you know told more information and more information and uh, and you know what it, it is kind of cool in that sense because you're hearing things that I'm guessing you know journalists probably know. But then yeah. again, one thing that I've learned from doing this is just how cynical everything is. Like cynical in terms of how the football industry works, cynical in terms of how the media works. And in a way, I've kind of adapted that a tiny bit too. Like you know, let's say for example, I've heard some news on a player. Now, yeah. let's say that no one's talking about that player at all. If I release it first, I mean, yeah, cool. But at the same time, that's not going to get me many views if I release it straight away. Or if I release it like a week or two in advance. You know what I mean? It's not going to help my cause that much because no one's searching for it. No one's caring. And with how YouTube is as well, it's not as if, oh, okay, in two weeks' time, everyone's going to see that video. It just doesn't work like that. So, um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You know, I've learned how cynical the, the media is because they will keep hold of stories for a while and release it during the right time. Absolutely. And uh, it's, it's just how the industry does work. And, I, you know, a lot of people get, uh, you know, when it comes to like, the media and stuff, people are always saying, oh, they're making up stories, they're lying, doing this, doing that. It's really not the case at all. Uh, you know, I, I've met even more contacts, you know, one one contact in particular knows some of the some of the Chelsea players in the loan army, for example. So he, he, I'm just getting even more insight in terms of what's happening behind the scenes and what's happening with certain situations. And you know, it gets you thinking. You know, everyone talks in the football industry, so yeah. uh, it's not as if it's really hard to get information. It just depends on who you know. To be honest, it's not as if it's it's very hard to get to that stage. And um, they're always talking. They're always leaking this. They're always leaking that. And sometimes, yeah, 
people might be thinking, okay, if you're a football player for Chelsea, how come you don't know everything happening at a board level? But it's kind of like, let's say you're an employee and you know uh, you've got your management ahead of you. Are they going to tell you everything that they're putting no. with behind it? Of course not. You're not going to know. But um, of course, you get certain contexts and, and, and uh, you know, and understandings behind what's happening behind the scenes. But um, but yeah, but yeah, you know, it's uh, it is cool in a way that I was just some some regular guy. Just you know, I still see myself just a regular Chelsea fan. I don't I don't see myself as being you know different to anyone. I'm just you know that's not how I think as a person. You know, so um. It's cool that uh, I have been uh, been able to meet the people I have to get some of the information behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's I mean, that's so dope that that the man reached out through Twitter and was like, "Hey, what the hell? Like, how do you yeah. how do you know my shit? You know, that's that's awesome." And I, I found it. I was speaking to I was speaking to Joe, uh, and if those of you don't know, it's Joe Tweedy. And I was asking him uh, for recommendations on books to read uh, yeah. to to expand my knowledge. And one of those books came in yesterday. I, I sent him the picture, and he just sent me back, you know, an emoji with hearts on the eyes. You know that <laughs> emoji. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait to dive into the book. But one of the questions that I asked him, um, and hopefully I'm not breaking any I'm not breaking any news here with my podcast or anything like that. But yeah. one of the things. That I, 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 you know, I aspire to bring content to the listeners is uh, I want to get an agent on and and the, yes. the, the, I want to yeah. get an agent, especially after the transfer window. And again, I don't I don't care about who your clients are. I don't care about actual, you know, work like how the business I mean, I, what current business you're working on. I want to know as a fan and I, I would imagine not all the fans want to hear this, but at least some like. And maybe you could share some light on this when it comes to how yeah. transfers work. Like, I want to get an idea, uh, you know, a peek behind the curtain on how the business of football works. Because, I mean, even with American football, even with all the American sports, I always feel yeah. like uh, sports talk radio on this end, they don't like that's interesting to some people. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm yeah. sure there's people that provide that content. As a matter of fact, Robbie um from arsenal fan tv even though they're a rival uh even though they, they you know their team is yeah. is unfortunately for them their team sucks ass but <laughs> um arsenal fan tv provides amazing content and and, and robbie just had uh, an agent on uh, a player agent on, on arsenal fan tv and that's the type of stuff that i want to know so nini with your information with your insight and knowledge of the game what can you tell us like Okay, we missed out on transfer targets. That happens. But give me give me some context. Give me some insight like why is that? Why can't, you know, Chelsea go to uh who do we miss on? You know, United and say, "Hey, you value or Leon, even better. You value Fakir at 75. Here's 75 million dollars as a check. Um can we have the player now, please?" Like, yeah. why, why, why does a deal like that, what happens? Why does that break down? Yeah. To be honest, that's a really good question. And I think probably Joe Tweedy is the best when it comes to that. Because, I mean, this guy is like just Mr. Football right now, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's just, it's, just, it's so cool. You know, he's, he's an investment banker in Denmark. Yeah, you know, all the connects and contacts. And you know, just how deep he is in the industry is really cool. 
in that sense. I, I think he'd be really great to really break down how these things do work in a sense. I'm still, I'm not really an, an expert just yet in terms of how the whole processes work. Um, there's, all, there's so many, you know, in an industry when it comes down to obviously human interactions and negotiations, okay. it's understandable that a lot of things will break down if things aren't met, if terms aren't agreed on, etc., etc. But um, it's really hard for me to like ascertain just like the full process of how things start and how things end because I know that obviously you know with agents too, you've got your lawyers involved as part of the deals as well when it comes to setting up these contracts and stuff like that and getting these terms sorted. And then there's more talks between the owners of the clubs and the, you know the transfer teams as well. So uh, it, it takes a lot of time for for a transfer to get done and for deals to get concluded. There's a lot of people involved, a lot of man hours, a lot of legalities. On top of that, you know, contract talks, uh, um, you know, getting uh, agreeing on terms with the player as well. How you're going to finance the deal, how it's going to uh, fit in with financial fair play. I mean, it goes on, it goes on. So it's a very complicated thing. A lot of people just think, oh, all you got to do is pay money. Okay, we agree this fee, that's it. You sign on the date. It's much more complicated than that. And uh, and yeah, yeah, it's, you know, you know what? It might be a great video idea for me to do in the future in regards to just how everything works because, you know, I was also planning on releasing a video in the future just talking about how the media works in football, how the media works with, you know, transfer stories, you know, is everything we read lies? I mean, is there truth behind the things we read, etc., etc.? So, um, so yeah, man, uh, it's a shame that I can't really no, give no, the no, full, okay. full context, but yeah, you know. I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, like, um, and, and, and trust me, what you just said is way more than I knew. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I can. You have more information to be to be able to provide a bigger picture. I have no information, and I'm just you know pulling straws and guessing. So no, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. All right. So the last question before we dive into Chelsea football is, again, no details. I just want to know what you were feeling. So you got a piece, have you received a piece of information where you were like, holy shit, I cannot believe I was just informed of this. And how did you feel? Like, how did you process? Because I know I would process some insider information. Like, I would have yeah. to tell, like, my dog. I would, ha- I would be telling <laughs> my grandma. My grandma knows nothing. I'd be like, Aguela, Aguela, please, 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 let me tell you something. I just received this information. I have to tell somebody. Like, so... Take me through that moment. Like, how did you react? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think uh, probably the, the biggest one that really got me the most excited was when I was told that, you know, the club had been holding secret meetings with Zari. Now, when I released that video, I think it was like at the beginning of April. Of course, I heard about this, uh, I think, for like, I think a, a week or two beforehand. So uh, oh, this was kind of old news at the time I, I already released the video. And, uh, <laughs> It was just about finding the time when to release it. You know, of course, when I get told these things, a lot of times I can't release it straight on the day. And uh, normally I'm told, you know, let's say, you know, once, um, once like something small has been released by the, you know, by the media, then you can release a story like this. Because at the same time, you know, they're trying to protect themselves. They don't want anything to come back to them. They don't want to lose any contacts that they have. You know, no one yeah. likes the information being... I leaked out or used against them. You know? So you have to respect that. So, um, you know, it is a shame sometimes that I can't release, like, the big stuff like this, like, I don't know, like, way before everyone. Yeah. But I, I personally feel with all the information, the context I provided, it is still an exclusive because nowhere were people reading about 
Chelsea holding meetings with Sarri. It was just small inklings about Chelsea interest in Sarri. That was all it was. Yeah. And once I saw that was out, that's when I was that's when I knew, okay, it's safe to release this video and release this information. And uh and yeah, I mean, um yeah, I mean since then it's been a three month process before we officially signed Sarri. So that was really exciting that, you know, I, I kinda knew right before everyone that we were really, you know, moving towards Sarri and he became our number one target. Yeah. Um, so then my next question is based off of the information that you had, how close, you know what, it's 6.50 in the morning, um, I have my dog sleeping and my wife and my son sleeping, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to swerve out of this conversation because I already feel my heart rate start going <laughs> because how upset I am, and, 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 and I'll just give you a little insight on the yeah. questioning that I'm going to, I was, go, I'm, was going to ask you, but I'm not. Yeah, hit me with it, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious now, I need, I need to know, <laughs> well, like guessing. Alright, so, you're telling me, again, Please, because I'm going to start ranting. Don't answer me. You're telling me that we were having secret meetings in April. You're also, we also know that Conte had secret meetings with, uh, with, with PSG back when we yeah. were playing Barcelona, which was in when? I was uh, like, um, again, remember, I released the video you in released April. The video. Meetings sort of happened in, in March, probably in like March. around March time. Okay. So I'm just setting uh, up a rough yeah. timeline. So Conte meets Barcelona. We have secret meetings in April, March, April. But yet, it takes us three, what, three months? <laughs> three yeah. fucking months to get a manager in place that we already had been speaking to back in April. Three months. So... That level of incompetence, that level of that, like hearing things like that, infuriate me, because yeah, like it's too. Still early though, in the there morning. is like some context to it because um, if you were to ask me what the second biggest news oh, that really got me the most excited was, uh, that was when I was told about the whole transfer plan to try and sign Sorry, you know, obviously I'm um, uh, trying to uh, you know trying to force ADL to. Uh, to sack him, basically, to try and sign him for nothing. You know, putting, um, telling Sarri to put pressure on uh, ADL by, you know, not turning up for meetings, not negotiating, not doing this, not doing that, forcing ADL's hand. And at the time, too, when I was told all this stuff, you know, this wasn't out in the media. I was the first one to release that, um, you know, what, what Marina's plan was, what Chelsea's plan was. And, I mean, of course, that ended up being exactly what it was. So, um. In a sense, this is why things got dragged on a lot more because, again, you know, you're effectively putting ADL in a corner where he has to fight. No way a guy like this can can get mugged off like this. You know what I mean? He can't he can't get taken the piss out of in that sense. And he was another massive stumbling block in terms of why things kept getting dragged on and dragged on. You know, it came down to uh, uh, the money. You know, he wanted players from Chelsea. Chelsea didn't want to give David Luiz. You know, Chelsea's bids of uh, you know four million, five million. Uh, weren't good enough. He wanted the full eight million, and then you know, of course, the only way for them to both save face again, it was another story too that I broke was that um, you know, expect there to be a player deal offered. I mean, yes, sign a player from Napoli, uh, and obviously, you know, that would include Sari at the same time because both way, I mean, you know, in that way, both people can save face, and they look like they both won. And uh, I mean, it is uh, kind of you know. I wouldn't say childish because that's how business is. I guess you have to keep your reputation, when, especially in, a, in an industry where 
you have to constantly negotiate and, and get the demands you want. It's very ruthless and cutthroat, so I can understand from that respect why it was like that. But um, I mean, I mean, probably the only annoying thing about that whole period was just having people constantly, you know, saying this to me, saying that to me, asking about this, asking about that. It was just like never ending. So uh, it was such a massive relief when we officially announced sorry. No, I hear you. I hear you because I was, I was relieved myself when we announced sorry. Um, I was thinking two things in that moment. Um, yes, we've got the guy that we wanted. Uh, I was thinking three things. Yes, mm. we got the guy that we wanted. I was happy for you that you were validated, but I was also pissed off and asking the question, why did we wait so long? And again, I mean, you just literally said why we had to wait so long, but it just, I guess it, it, it's it's part of the human condition, uh, you know, I feel everybody feels like they can do somebody else's whatever they're doing better. They always have opinions. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody. I'm one of the biggest supporters of your channel. Even I would tell you. Even I would say, well, if I had Blue Alliance TV, I would do this. I would do that. I would. Mm-hmm. I would change. That's part of the human condition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but even so, I, I don't know. I don't know if I feel like if I was in there, shit would have been different. Of course, it would have been different. I'm there. Not the people that are running yeah. it are there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. So, okay. So, finally. Finally. Here we go, everybody. Now, you can take your panties and take them out of a bunch and chill. I'm going to ask the man current Chelsea stuff, all right? So, Nini FC, your thoughts and opinions on this transfer window? Oh, that's a very good question. You know what? I think it's been a good one because, uh, you know, beforehand I kept stressing the fact that, you know, the key players we need to sign really are in midfield because to really get Zari's ideas working and flowing straight away, we don't have the midfield currently to get those ideas working. So we definitely needed investment in that area. We needed someone at number eight and someone, uh, you know, in the Regista role, you know, in the middle of the midfield. And I think that we accomplished our targets. And, you know, I definitely saw some evolution with Chelsea. And it was it was great to see. Now, if you guys, you know, I'm I'm going to sidetrack just a tiny bit. I think reports were coming out just like a few hours ago that United tried to bid $100 million for Rafael Varane. And what was coming out was the fact that, you know, the United boards didn't want to sign any defender because they were thinking of the long term. Why sign someone that isn't going to benefit us? I mean, you know, case in point, someone like Lindelof. And they were basically sending a shot towards Mourinho, who was just desperate for any guy to come. And, you know, nine times out of ten, it's probably not going to be the right target for the club uh, in the circumstances. So that's good to hear. And I definitely feel that's an approach that Chelsea have taken for, for this transfer window. Because if you compare what we were doing to, you know, last year, how many guys like Zappa coming in and all these backup players that didn't really help the cause whatsoever... Uh, how much money have we lost now? Because we can't even get rid of these guys. We're struggling to get the value back for them, which we paid for in the first place. And I definitely saw this window that, you know, Chelsea wanted to make sure they got the right targets and they tried very hard to sign them. You know, it wasn't a case of, uh, you know, trying to make bids for everyone and anyone. It was about having focused targets, you know, working with a very small group of players we wanted to bring in. And I thought we were pretty successful when it came to getting the guys we want. I mean, you know, of course, there were disappointments in the fact that Alisson didn't come, especially when we spoke to this guy for how long and spoke to Roma and spoke to Alisson and it still didn't go through. And, uh, of course, maybe 
What was slightly annoying was the fact that we didn't get a new attacking player, which we did need. But, you know, as I keep saying, January's coming. It's not too far away now. I expect us to do business during that window. I expect even more players to be sold. The Chinese market is coming back on top of that. So I, I, I definitely think that, you know, this window, we signed all the, you know, we, our foundations were very strong in terms of the signings we made because, you know, without these signings, we couldn't be playing the type of football Sari wants. And I think that, uh, you know, they were definitely the main targets we needed, you know, right away. Yeah, I... For this window, I do feel like it, it was a good window. Um, could have been better. For me personally, I felt like... <sighs> felt like we've been missing for a long time now um somebody that can keep up with Eden Hazard but I know that's yeah. that's asking a lot because he's, he's top five player in the world um mm -hmm. anybody who doesn't think so I don't know what you're watching uh, I I understand that TV there's a lot of people that's the, that's the surprising thing a, a lot of fans aren't Chelsea fans I think that Hazard is inconsistent and isn't world class what what happens is and 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 I have a friend of mine. Um, I talked about him a lot on this podcast. Uh, he's my friend who's a Juventus fan. Um, yeah. I talk about him a lot because he 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 he's somebody I play I play football with. Um, he's somebody mm -hmm. that watches a lot of football. So the man is knowledgeable in the game, but he watches only Serie A and he yeah. watches only the big games for us. And what he sees is that some big games Eden Hazard doesn't score. But what happens is that people get too focused, and, and this happens in all sports, um, in football. If you only score eight touchdowns, and meanwhile there's 16 games in a season, yeah. you're, you, you know, and and in one of those games you score two touchdowns. What you, you people tend to think that you're not productive, but what they don't see is that you can't score every single game. You can't. Every single play that's run currently, or what's happening currently on the field. D d just because it doesn't involve you having the ball doesn't mean you're not involved in the play. Eden Hazard, mm -hmm. because of who he is, demands so much attention, which relieves pressure off of other players to be able to do for them to do what they do. So when he's picking, when he's picking up the ball and dribbling past three people, think of the math. There's now three less people in defense to cover yeah. somebody else. Now the defense has to switch over to that side or they have to continue if he's providing pressure to continue. So people tend to think that he's not as good as he is, but I ask you, I ask anybody who doubts that, name players that are better. How of many course. how many guys you have to play? And then if you want to name, okay, no problem. Name 10 guys that are better. No problem. I give you that. Yeah. Now name me now name me the rest of the human beings on planet Earth that are playing that position professionally. You know what I'm saying? Like the man is the man yeah, is as course. elite as it gets. Like it, it, I, I don't. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and and it really just lets you know. I, I think number one, I think people probably lie to themselves in the sense where they feel they watch more football than they actually do. I think you know watching like a five minute highlight clip or match of the day isn't going to give you an idea of the performance of the player. Uh, I think there's one, like, I think Eden Hazard's best ability, really, is the fact that, and I, you know, only a few players actually have this ability. And only, like, a few world-class players have this. And that's the fact that, you know, the guy just improves the team around him when he plays. The team's just much better. The passing becomes better. Things become crisper. We become more dangerous. Uh, other guys that were struggling don't struggle anymore because, you know, they're like, yeah, I can pass to Eden now. 
and I know that this guy is going to do bits right now. So um, that that's a, an amazing quality that he does have. And again, you know, I'm always saying to Mourinho, he's had guys like De Bruyne, Sanchez, Hazard. Now we've seen how these guys have really struggled. You know, Hazard was the only one to really to beat flourish. all the all, yeah to flourish and beat all the negativity that Mourinho puts on the team. And he's still one player of the year. This, that, that, that. So I mean, it really just lets you know just just how gifted he is as a as a footballer. Yeah, no, and I like the one thing I like to point out to people. I usually do it in uh, tweets, and I don't think the the idea gets across, but I don't think the weight of what I'm seeing gets across. And that is, Eden Hazard has played in two professional leagues. Mm-hmm. He has won some sort of Player of the Year in both leagues that he's played in. Eight out of the ten years he's been playing professionally. That mm-hmm. tells you everything you need to know. Young player of the year What's... and player of the year. Everything you need to know about Eden Hazard is right there. So, you know, when you bring up anybody else that's better, no problem. I'll give it to you. But until they post numbers like that, there's a reason why he's winning awards like that. Because he is as good as what we Chelsea fans who watch the games day in, day out, or game in and game out, see him. Yeah. Be, you know what I'm saying? Um Oops. You brought up Mourinho. Boy, that is a dumpster fire and a half. That's what's happening in United. I personally, and if there's, I don't know if there's any betting lines on when that man's going to lose his job, but I have it personally that he's going to lose his job somewhere around February. I don't think he makes it. I don't think he makes yeah. it to the end of the season. I really don't. What's happening over there with the players Already, uh, reports are coming out that some, you know, Lukaku. I think you mentioned it. Lukaku's not happy with him. Uh, yeah, obviously, Anthony Marshall's not happy with him. Um, who else? Pogba's not happy. Apparently, you know, who knows? I don't. I don't play. I don't play for United. Yeah. I'm not in their dressing room, so I don't know for sure. Um, but I think that situation is is yeah. It's gonna come to a crashing end. Yeah, I think with Mourinho too. I think. He's kind of weird because, I mean, let's be serious. He is a likable figure. You know, I, I still do like Mourinho. But I, I, I think that there's definitely, there needs to be a separation between him as a man and him as, as a manager. And I kind of feel that, I think maybe the players cla- clash with him when it comes to his managerial sides. But I think personally, I think they get along really well. They get along uh, fine with him. But it's natural, you know, when you're working with someone at work and, you know, you've got different ideas on how you want to do things, et cetera, et cetera. It's natural that men are going to, you know, have arguments and disagreements with each other. So, um, so you know, that it, it is what it is when it comes to that. But um, I think with Mourinho, he's someone, again, I'll, I'll always have respect for him because of what he's done. I remember him very fondly for his first start at the club as well. I mean, he very, uh, so many great memories from the guy. I mean, so many that I'll never forget. But, um, but yeah, I mean, with Sarri's appointment now, I definitely feel that it's a similar appointment in terms of, uh, you know, in which we signed Mourinho, where it was like the evolution and revolution that came. You know, we, we became drastically different yeah. under Mourinho compared to Ranieri. I think it's going to be the same thing with, uh, with Sarri compared to Conte. I think, you know, Conte, he really represented everything old and wrong with Chelsea, in my opinion, in terms of how we, you know, think about how we want to, you know, be a top club. Sari coming literally changes the whole boards. Everything becomes different. Everything's fresh and new again. And I think that we, you know, we're gonna go in like a very positive direction in the future. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I think so too. I think 
I think that I don't know why I believe this, but I do believe um, that he he does he is gonna bring um, he's gonna do his best. I mean, at the end of the day, all he can do is his best. But his the things that he's saying, how he wants to see attractive football, how he wants us, you know, how he you know how he said that if. He doesn't see beautiful football. If he's not enjoying himself, he'd rather go home or go back to working in the bank. So that type of mentality where we're not suffering with the ball or without the ball, you know, yeah. that that's, I think that's going to help uh, immensely. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, we, we will find out. I, I mean, United is opening up the season against Leicester. In uh, yep. I guess in a couple of hours, um, it's, it should that's that's later on today um, or soon. Yeah, right? I mean that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a good game. I mean you know, you know low key, Leicester have made a lot of really good signings. A lot of top youngsters have signed for them. They've definitely reinvested that Mares money pretty well, to be honest. And um, you know United, they have the same defense. So in a way, they've only yep. just strengthened with Fred. I don't think that's gonna be enough to really circumvent how I think their season's going to go. I think that with Mourinho, I think I, I think what always happens is it's not even the clashing with players. It's always the fact that uh, the system gets found out. I've, I've, I always say that all the time. And this is what I base all my like my, my critiques of anytime I talk about managers. I don't care about what they do personally. I just care about what they do on the pitch. And I, I'm always stressing to fans, you know, sometimes we get too emotionally attached to things we shouldn't care about. We should only keep our emotional investment to what we're seeing in that 90 minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. um, I think with Mourinho, it's, it's the system, it's the tactics. I mean, he's not going to ever push those fullbacks up. They're still going to be pretty negative in how they play. And, and yeah, you know, it's a shame. But uh, again, you know, I already feel Jose needs to take a year out once he, you know, if he does potentially go, take a year out because he hasn't had, he hasn't had a break since nah. uh, when he left last to sign for Inter. Take a year out, re get some new ideas get some fresh ideas because he doesn't have time to do anything new yeah no i i don't i don't uh yeah with him i think after he goes i mean after he he, he leaves united whether that's by choice or by force um i, I don't know where he goes he probably goes back to italy um right. inter inter might sign him back again or who knows yeah, yeah. no i maybe you know go back to italy take a year off but even then, I, I think, you know what his issue is? I think he knows his personality. I think he knows how uh, how how he clashes with um, his managerial style, style yeah. clashes. And that's why he's constantly asking for new players. He's constantly asking for new guys, people, you know, that are not a cut. People who have never gotten the Mourinho ear beating. You know what I'm saying? Like constantly yeah. being yelled at, constantly whatever he does. And, and he requires new guys every season you know three or four guys every season yeah. who has haven't heard that message haven't heard that managerial style so that he doesn't wear thin on everybody you know yeah but whatever this is the chelsea podcast and not the fucking united podcast <laughs> so fuck them yeah. um nini talk to me we first game we open up on saturday against huddersfield <sighs> put into context what this game means besides uh you know you don't we're all excited i shit i'm not a united or leicester supporter and i'm just excited for official football to be back um so outside of that what is this game how are you watching this game on saturday 
Now, I'm not going to be at the game because it's away. And I'm not going to lie. I've got to the point now where it's like, unless the away game is in London, I'm just not going to go. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's too long. I've got better things to do in that sense. I hate traveling long distances as well. Well, so, I will um, ask you this. I will ask you this. There is, okay, there's a 50-50. I'm breaking breaking news here on okay, the All-American okay. Chelsea podcast. Okay. Long-term goal is to get to... Uh, it's to get to Stamford Bridge on March 9th for the Wolves game. All right. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, Joshua Banks, a.k.a. Josh Absolute Unit Banks. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyday Monday and Forward Thinking um, and myself, we're going to be meeting up at the game. That's oh, the long term plan. Uh, but you need a, a ticket. Uh, well, uh, yes, I do. But that's oh, covered, no, I've, all got, I've got you sorted then. OK, don't, don't worry about that. I've got a. Basically, I go to the games with my dad, and we've got three season tickets, so we always have a spare for every single game. So uh, amazing! So, so you're sorted then. That's uh, it. That's, you're sorted, bro. I got you. That's awesome. Um, I, what I don't have is a couch, so maybe you and I off the, off uh, off the podcast, we can sort out a couch situation. But uh, <laughs> all right. So, but short term, short term. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm fifty fifty on a business trip to Spain right now in October. If I make it to Spain, to Madrid, there is no way in hell that I'm not going to take the two-hour flight into England and to go to our game against Southampton. So if by some, you know, and that's the trip to Spain is 50-50. The the trip to Southampton is like at a 2% right now because it's it's going to be a pain in the ass to really make it happen. Like there's a lot of shit that I have to line up perfectly to make it happen. However. If I make it to Southampton, Nini, you got to make it down to Southampton as well. Come on, my friend. My yeah, brother, come might. on. <laughs> All right, if you come, if you come, then yeah, I'll strongly, strongly consider then. Oh, I might have shit. All right, all right, all right. Damn, now I'm excited. All right, 2% just jumped up to 3.5%. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's keep it there for now. Until 3. 5, 3.5, All right, yeah. so, okay, so obviously you're not going to the game on Saturday, but how, what, like, put into context, what is this game, like, as Chelsea, as Chelsea fans, like, that are not, you know, watching the game through, through your eyes, obviously, but how are you watching the game? Like, what are you looking for? What are, what, what, what like, Take me through it, like, you know, if yeah. the results, like, what does it mean? If we lose, if we win, if we draw, like, what what, what do the different scenarios mean? Uh, to be honest, you know, as I keep stressing a lot, I think we need to give him about five to seven games, to be honest. Um, I just want to see a continuation of everything that Sari is teaching the team, and I, I want to see them improving and developing, you know. I want to see that press becoming better. Of course, you know, if it looks like guys like Kante will be playing and starting the game, our press will look completely different to how it was at the start during preseason. So there's definitely that reality as well. I'm um, seeing who's fit enough. I think with the back four, a lot of people have been criticizing them. But as I keep saying, they've only played 150 minutes together. Like, you know, the, the main back four playing together 150 minutes. And it's just like uh, they're playing in a completely different system. Different uh, expectations tactically expected from them as well. It's natural that they're going to look a bit confused or not really be as consistent in terms of what they need to do. You know, with sorry, maybe I, I need to do a video on this, but when it comes to what he does, you know, the, the training sessions, especially how he likes his teams to be off the ball, 
it comes down to positions, where to be on the pitch. And, uh, you know, Chalaba was actually talking about this uh, in, a, in an interview. Shout and out. It, it time it, out, time yeah. out. Shout out <laughs> to you in landing that interview and conducting that interview. That was absolutely amazing. Again, again, let's put into context of the interview. Nini just started off this podcast telling you he's a part-time, he has his part-time 9 to 5, which he has personally texted me what that 9 to 5 is. And I'm telling you guys, you talk slick, this man's a professional, okay? I'm not going to go into any further of what he does professionally, all right? But keep running your mouth, and you might hear a knock on the door. This is what he does <laughs> 9 to 5. Adding you to the list is no big deal, okay? I'm just going to leave it like that. Nini, don't worry. I'm not going to spill I'm not gonna spill the beans, okay? So he has a 9 to 5, right? He does YouTube. He's not like – we're not talking about Spencer FC over here. We're not talking about the True Jordy, PewDiePie, or any other YouTubers that have – we're not talking about Casey Neistat or George Benson that has millions and millions of subscribers. We're talking about Nini, our boy, okay, landed an interview with Nathaniel Chalaba, okay, a guy, an active Premier League player, a man that knows inside and out the Chelsea loan army, the Chelsea youth system, everything we need to know about what it is to live the life at Chelsea. And this dude landed that interview. Doesn't matter how he got it, whether the connections, all that shit doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you, if you want to hear an interview with Nathaniel Chalaba, you go to some YouTuber's account. And you type it in, and you're going to pop up Nini FC. My man, round of applause. That was amazing. <laughs> that was awesome. Congratulations. That, I loved it. I loved it. Nice, bro. So, nice, man. I'm, shout out to I, you. I, I, to say, I need to say shout out to Joe Tweedy for getting, for getting that whole thing sorted. It Joe was literally just down to him. Joe Tweedy's the guy. I mean, people sleep on him way too much. But I guess, you know, when you're, when you're that well connected, you don't need to advertise what you do. You know, and I think that's like the best mentality to have, to be honest. You know what? It's it's uh, it, little Wayne spoke very wise words. Yeah, I, I was about to say that. Real G's <laughs> moving silence like lasagna. lasagna. Of course, of so, course. so, uh, so keep, continue, continue. So, but yeah, as I was saying, obviously, you know, Caliber was talking about how uh, when it comes to being off the ball, Sai wants his players to be in very specific positions. It's all about positions and positional play. And that's going to take these guys time, especially when most of them aren't fully fit. When they haven't, the first, like, Sari's first, first full team have barely played any games together as a team. So this is this is the reason why I'm saying we need five to seven games. So it's going to be a process. I mean, the, let's be serious. The World Cup really messed up everything because you've got so many players coming back late. When, uh, if it was any other season, they would all be here together and they'd be playing already by now. But um, but yeah, you know, people just got need to have, need to have that patience. Understand? I'm always saying, understand the process that's happening, respect what's happening. I just want to see the continuation of good things. I want to see that back four maybe keep their line much better. I want to see us win more balls in the final third. I want to see us try and create, be a bit more clinical. You know, try and create more opportunities and and transition quicker when it comes to trying to break down teams you know that's the things i want to see and uh, more overlapping runs i i need to see that too so um so yeah i don't think we're far off from that to be honest yeah no i i think 
I think, again, and this is happens in every sport, unless it's, you know, an assistant manager or assistant coach is taking over, that yeah. once there's a new idea, a new identity, um, a new plan, and this could be in any, it, it, this is life, business in general. Like, when you have new management in place, it takes time to adjust to whatever that style is, to take time. I mean, hell, for your ears to get accustomed to picking out Sari's voice when he says something on the sideline, you know, yeah. what that Good means. That, that All that takes time. And I, I just want, for me, what I'm looking forward is, uh, what I'm looking at on tomorrow's game is literally more of, I guess, more of the same when it came to preseason. Yeah. Um, continuation of moving the ball quickly. Uh, continuation of I gotta I have a all right background. I have this annoying program that I need to record uh, the backup of these interviews, and it creates. If you guys hear right now as I'm talking that annoying line hiss that's happening um, when I record this podcast, I I hear you. I I hear it. Um, but it's this annoying program that I'm going to get assorted within the next few episodes on cool. how to remove that goddamn annoying sound. But anyways, so I, um, I want to see more of the same, um, more of the idea, more of the guys moving the ball around, um, you know, p- a progression. I do expect a result um, unless it's some freak occurrence, you know, like I'm not going to I'm not going to. Of course, I'm going to be pissed if we lose. Um, yeah. You know, a piss that we drew if it's, you know, something stupid. But, unless, yeah. you know, like you can't do anything if everybody's defending well and there's a shot, a long range shot, yeah. and it takes a weird bounce or whatever and it goes in. I mean, yeah, like, of course. There's nothing you can say about that. That's 100%. part of the game. But yeah. outside of that, I do expect, I mean, we, we are better, sorry or no sorry, manager or no manager. I could step in, I could step into that field in the managerial box now, and yeah. they better get a result, you know? And I don't know shit compared to these guys. I might know more than the average, the average, uh, 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 you know, the average Joe, but, you know, I, um, I don't expect, I do expect them to do well. So... All right, so if we – do you have trust in our new keeper? And here we go. Ready? Kepa. Ooh. Hold on. Let me read this. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Aretha Balaga. That's it. I've been practicing his, his last Look name at, for a long time. Uh, was, yeah, how long I've, have you known that he was that he was a, a, a guy, a, an option, you know? Now, now here's the thing. I, I, as I was saying in the videos too, I mean, I never heard anything about him. I, I wasn't really hearing that he was a, a main target. The main targets were Allison, Pickford, Butland, Lafont was one, and and they were the main guys. So uh, you yeah. know, Kepa, as as I found out afterwards, you know, he was someone that had been um, looked into for a while. Uh, back in February, you know, um, I was sent some like a uh, a little like scouting assessment on him. That that's like an official scouting assessment from him. I, I wish I could put it in the video; it would have been sick for people to see. So the research and the work has been done. And again, you know, it made me realize two things. Number one, I mean, as I'm stressing all the time, I'm not going to know every single thing that's happening. So, you know, I kept saying all the time, don't be surprised to see like, you know, like the Zappa Costa signing in the sense that it's a complete surprise that no one knew about because it's close. The end of the day, we'd have to do a lot of our things in the shadows. And um, 
And three, you know, this wasn't just the panic buy. You know, this was something that has been, uh, that the club have been working at for a few weeks. I think Kepa came out to say it himself that he's had some discussions yeah. over the past with Chelsea, so it's nothing new. So, uh, so it, it is kind of phenomenal too sometimes how clubs are able to do this stuff without it ever being leaked or people finding out, which uh, I wonder how they do it. So it really gets you thinking, I'm guessing they leak out the stuff they want, you know, that, that they want out there. And there's stuff they want, uh, you know, to keep to themselves that they do. Uh, yeah, no, I, absolutely. Um, all right, here we go. I got his name up. His name is pronounced. Here we go. My attempt is Arisa Balaga. And uh, I think that's that's the way I'm going to, I got to jog it into memory. But Arisa Balaga. Um, and, and how many people do you think work in the, in the transfer? Like how many pe- how many human beings really are in the know when it comes to transfers, scouting, and stuff like that. Like, scouting is one thing I can, you know, there could be hundreds yeah. of thousands of guys just suggesting players. But how many people are in the department when they go to the boardroom and they sit down with Marina? How many people are in that room? This is the thing. I mean, I don't know everyone, but I definitely know it's uh, Scott and it's uh, Marina. I don't know who the other people will be, to be honest. Um, I'm guessing guys like Bruce Buck will have the same when it comes yeah. to certain things here and there. But I think, you know, Marina really, she does her own, uh, you know, she is the head of the transfer team in that sense. And Scott is like her, her right-hand man. And I guess Scott has the people that, you know, are his understudies, you know, yeah. working towards deals and stuff. So um, that's what I know so far. Again, it, it's really good you're bringing up these questions because, you know, to be honest, I should have a better understanding. And maybe that is something for me to, like, really research into to nah, get that better I, idea. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't beat yourself over it because i mean at the end of the day at the end of the day uh, it is it, it's very different on how uh american sports are uh compared yeah. to how like over here like i youtubed left and right and center to even hear what the sound of marina's voice is i, I can't find a video i can't find a video uh, on what she sounds I, like i don't think we'll ever hear what she sounds like with roman there's nothing out there where you can hear what this guy sounds like. I, I don't I, – I can't find it. But here in America, like, you can YouTube, you know, any NFL CEO. I mean, last night the Miami Dolphins had a preseason game, and the vice president of football operations was on the t- actual telecast, uh, you know, speaking to the announcers and yeah. this, that, the other. That doesn't happen in football. So – I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat yourself about you. I wouldn't yeah. beat yourself up over because they don't make themselves available. But yeah, what, what, I guess the question is like, how much, how much are you, how much, uh, what are you expecting out of the keeper? Like, like if he does let a, a bobble in, and, and and this goes like for this game and the rest of the season, like I, a lot of comparisons that I'm reading is comparing him to David De Gea's first season uh, at United. Are you expecting that type of progression or that type of season where something where, you know, we may not see the best and we may be let down in, in, in the initial beginning? Mm. Or, or you ex- you have a, you've set a standard for him and you expect him to meet it and surpass it? Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing, you know, when it came to David De Gea, he was still good. The only thing he was weak at, which is taking him, you know, which took him like I think a year or two to really get to grips with, that was the physicality. You know, let's say it's from set pieces, 
Uh, you know, in this league, a lot of pressure is put on the goalkeeper in particular. They don't get too much protection. So, uh, you know, he's going to, there's definitely going to be a very physical aspect in terms of what he has to get used to. And um, I think that's the only thing that's going to take him time. But I think when it comes to his acrobatics, his shot saving and his, his distribution, uh, you know, Athletic Bilbao, a team that like to, um, you know, they, they use the long ball. They use the long yeah. ball. But when I look at the passes Kepa's making, you can see his passing technique and his accuracy. He's not just smacking it down the field, hoping that someone's going to get his head on it. He can do that when he needs to, but when he needs to find a man as well, especially on the counter-attack, he has that in his locker. And I'm just imagining some of the passes that he could be making to guys like Hazard on the left, you know, yeah. or William on the right-hand side. And that's what we need, because even though I think Courtois is a world-class keeper, Let me I think he's... Okay, on this podcast, okay. we never speak of the snake. You know, we never use the snake's <laughs> name. Never. Snake's on, name. Okay. I, I, on this podcast, so you, you can refer to him however you want, but not by his name. To me, okay. he's the snake. Um, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. The snake. Because, listen, I was 100% on board on him making his move because of his children. Um, but as a man, as a man, knowing what I know, which is just what's been reported one in life i never use my son as an excuse for anything so if i say oh my son was sick this was the reason why you can bet your ass that my son was sick and that was the reason why um Mm -hmm. so that bothers me to the core Uh, on him using his children which I believe he did. He used his children, and he—it's possible. It is very well likely that he moved because of his children. But I you, think I don't know. Don't I, I kind of like think that. so too, though. But you, you don't know, like, move like that. I'm sorry. You yeah, don't. I you do don't, agree. Don't, I do agree. Not with all the things that that this club has done. Um, you, you know, you don't. You don't even like. You don't even present yourself. You don't even. It's not like Costa. Costa had a legit beef. He had a problem with 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 Conte. Conte, yeah. And he had a he had a beef, and he did everything in his po- in his power to address Conte specifically, saying my beef is with you. You know what I'm saying? But the snake never did anything. What did the snake do? The the the, 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 the sorry asked him for to show up to, to at least tell me to my face. He didn't do that. Yeah. He stayed in Spain. So, on like. I believe, yeah, you wanted to move, but you don't move like that. You don't, you don't, you don't conduct your business like that. You're a man. You know, if I have a problem with you, I'm going to bring it to your face. Hey, look, like, as a man, this is the issue. I need to move. I need to do this. And you say it with time. You know, I understand. And don't, don't get me wrong. I, I blame the club on a lot of shit. Like, I love the club with all my heart. But... I, Sometimes they're, the way they conduct business is infuriating. And with this one, the club should have planned and known um, and had a plan. Okay, he's, this is what he's doing. He's shown – the snake has shown in the past that this is how he moves. Well, we are 10 steps ahead of him, and we know this is what we're going to do now. But – Apparently, we didn't sign Allison because the snake didn't let us know in time to sign Allison, whether that's a cop-out by the club or not. doesn't matter. You don't do that. You don't do that. As a man, you don't do that. There's plenty of people in that building that had amazing relationships with. You don't don't treat people that you know like that. You know what I'm saying? Business is business, but at a certain point, there's a time where – 
yes, we're conducting business, but because we and you and I have a relationship, I don't. I don't do you dirty like that. If this was a club that he has never seen before, people are there. Fuck you. This is I'm doing this, but that's not the case here. So on this podcast, never mention the snake. Never, never. <laughs> not by name. You but can call him whatever you want, but not the, you know not his name. He's the snake. The snake. Yeah. I, I I hear you. I hear you. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 being told to that. There's definitely he was doing a lot of um, you know crazy stuff behind the scenes. So Fuck be you. interesting to hear what I've, you know. Uh, I eventually, you know, do get told that, but um, but yeah, it's a disappointing way to go. But as I'm as I'm always saying, you know, let's not get too personally attached to all these guys. I mean, Courtois. I mean, he. I mean, you know, the snake. The snake. He is what he is. Nini, you're about he, to fire him. He was me good for today. us. <laughs> he did his job, which he had to do. I thought, um, you know, he was a very good keeper for us. He was the best guy that I've seen early in terms of, you know, just commanding, uh, you know. Like the, his his goalkeeping books when uh, it comes to set pieces and stuff like that, and uh, you know I kind of feel that you know people maybe, I mean it's understandable you know that emotional attachment you don't like him, but people are, are really underplaying his abilities. But I think with someone like Kepa, in a sense, maybe it is the right move because you know uh, the snake isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right, me, yeah, snake. making it longer for you me. Know but, you're going to be in your next video talking about the snake and you're going to exactly. use his name. You're going to kill use, the yeah. snake and then you're going to do exactly. one of those, uh, you know, where, where, where you catch yourself, yeah. you know? Real, man. That's what, you were, <laughs> that's what you're doing to me right now. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, in that sense, he, d- he can't pass. He just can't pass. I mean, when it comes to simple things like just passing out to the right back on the right, how every game he plays, uh, at least two or three balls went off the pitch. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. In a sense, that's not good enough for what Sari needs because the keepers are important in terms of playing out. And I really think I've always believed too, like anytime it comes to building a squad, if you have if you want to go in a new direction, you have to fully go in that new direction. Don't go half fast. Yeah. Don't just the uh, you know, kinda go. You need to fully go because it's all about like the it's all about the micromanagement. You know, the yeah. more pieces that complement each other, the stronger it becomes. And this is why this is why you only see like a few like legendary teams come once a decade because it, it really is hard to get all these factors aligned together and to really have that vision to do things. I mean, you know, Barcelona, for example, with how they've really fine-tuned everything under Pep Guardiola. For me, that's the best ever footballing team I've seen. I mean, I, I don't think I'll see a team dominate like this for a very, very long time. You could probably say this decade see Real Madrid in the Champions League. You know, their mm-hmm. team's very focused and fine-tuned in terms of what they need to do, in terms of how they play. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's very hard. And I think that, you know, for, for, for the big clubs, like clubs of our size, we need to have that type of mentality where it's like, you know what, we're going to do everything. We, we're going to do the best possible things and make sure this squad's as strong as possible so we can challenge to be one of the best teams in the world. I mean, you know, what's the point otherwise then? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, and that's why it frustrates me when the board makes them, you know, they do what they do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they shoot themselves in the foot from time to time. Um, so I guess, I mean, in the back four, um, I really didn't, I, when it came to the back four, I really didn't feel like we needed to make a purchase on yeah. that end. 100%. Um, 100%. I think we were good to go there. Uh, so that brings me to the midfield. The My favorite part on this whole Chelsea Sorry experiment, um, I think for me, the midfield, it's going to be the best part. I mean, Eden Hazard is, I was just 
uh, texting back and forth with the boys, and we were talking about Eden Hazard possibly scoring 25 goals this season in all competitions. Um, I think it's possible. I mean, seeing how, you know, in his best season, he scored nine. I mean, his best season, he scored 19 um, in all competitions. So tossing six on top of that, it's possible. I mean, even hell, if he even falls short and he puts four on top of that, that's still fuckload of goals. Like, you yeah. know, but for me, the part that I'm going to be the, the part of the pitch that I'm going to be looking at constantly is the midfield. Talk to me about our new signing. And do we have any clarification? Is it 100 percent concrete that uh, Kovacic COVID? How do you say his goddamn last name? I think I think you're on the right lines, Kovacic. I mean, I, I'm terrible when it comes to pronouncing names. All right. I ain't the guy for that. <laughs> so are we, are, I mean, is it concrete? Is there an option to buy or, or no? They haven't said anything because I'm seeing I, conflicting yeah. reports. I mean, it's been inklings coming out, but there's nothing concrete. Yeah, I haven't heard anything concrete okay. in regards to anything like that. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if if something is uh, maybe behind the scenes or it does get discussed at the end of the season, so I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just one of the ones where we'll find out in the future. I think. Yeah. So talk to me. I guess the the midfield. I I think I physically I I think that our midfield is going to be so physical and so mm. frustrating to the other team that guys are gonna want to fight us. They're going to be like, God damn it. Like, I can't do shit against this yes, midfield. Like, yes. I want to punch somebody in the face. Who am I going to punch in the face? I think, I, I, think, I think for me, that's going to be the most exciting part uh, of, our, of our squad. That midfield, I mean, okay, the first three. COVID, COVID, motherfucker. Kovacic, Jorginho, Conte. That's, that's, those are our starters. But let's look at the next three up. You can bring in Ruben. Fabregas, Ross Barkley, something like that. I mean, hell, yeah. throwing Danny Drinkwater in there. I, I mean, I mean, dude, wait a minute. Jan, Danny Drinkwater and Bakayoko, they're still on the squad, but are they going to still be in the squad come September? Most likely not. I, I, I'd assume. I, I'd imagine that. Um, you know, I mean, but Bakayoko is basically oh, going to AC Milan, so that's going to be confirmed really soon. I think all, all everything's been finalized, and in terms of the deal as well, what I've been hearing, um, basically his transfer value has been paid off. You know, with the loan fee, and then uh, you know the uh, the option to buy at the end, we'll, we'll get our money back for him. So, uh, so that that's good. That makes sense. I mean, realistically, he just doesn't fit what Sari wants. So, yeah. it's not that he's a bad player. You know, so you've got to have players that see what the manager needs. At the end of the day, so he'll be going. I think Drinkwater too. Maybe he might get a European loan. Um, might be good for him. Maybe I think if he wants to get back in the England team, he might need to venture out somewhere and really show people. You know what? I'm a good footballer, and you know when it comes to Drinkwater, I actually do think he's a good player. I mean, some of the passes he used to make for Vardy at Leicester from deep, yeah. you know, incredible passing range and vision. He was someone that really suffered under Conte playing <laughs> as a box-to-box player. His reputation went down, not getting the game time. So, in a way. <sighs> Our transfer policy at the time was really just like a sad indictment because I kind of think someone like Danny Drinkwater, who, who at the time was our fourth record signing, he, he should have been done he much have been better. Honestly, he, Again, honestly, he shouldn't have been on the team. Honestly, you're right. You know, he should have been on the we, team. Yeah, you're right. You know, we basically signed a player we just didn't need. That, that, yeah. that was the issue. It wasn't that he wasn't good enough. So, um, 
So it's a shame how things were, you know, when it comes down to him. Yeah, no, I, honestly, I think last year's window, um, I, I, last year's window was a disaster uh, all the way around summer and winter. Uh, I mean, with the exception of Emerson, right? Emerson, yeah. who else did we, I mean, I believe in Morata. I, I believe in the man. Um I think he. I think at least he deserves one season to to prove himself. Uh, under sorry, you know if yeah. he, if if by January by the summer he doesn't come good or he does not showing improvement, then it is what it is. We gave you two seasons, yeah. all the time in the world. You haven't come good. You know it is what it is. Let's part ways. But um, but I think yeah, the only one really Emerson and I believe, and I'm pretty sure that you believe as well that Emerson should be our starting left back. Thousand percent. I mean, it's just common sense, and I'm hoping that Sari is going to see that pretty quickly. To be honest. Yeah, no, no. I think. I think. Alonso's limitations are very visible. Um, I mean, if you put, it, okay. So in Sari's system, all right, work with me, people here. On Sari's system, yeah. the back four pushes up super high. Let's call yeah, it halfway in the pitch, right? Yeah. So once they get there. And let's say there's a counterattack by the other team. The idea, it, it, once they get to the halfway in the pitch, the idea is to flood so many people on that side of the field that everybody, the ball can be won back easily and we can maintain the possession on that side of the field. Why You're closer to the goal. Why would you want to go back to go forward, so to speak, right? But let's say it, the ball is now coming back. The offense has, I mean, uh, the opposition has the ball and they're running fast as hell at our goal. We need our defenders to be A, fit enough, and B, fast enough to recover that space. So yeah. if you just man for man, like there's nothing you can do. Marcus Alonso and Emerson line up on the line and go into a sprint, Emerson's going to beat him. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about that. There's nothing Alonso can do about that. So he has to rely on his defensive abilities to stop the ball if the ball is coming towards him or – be quick enough with his eyes to yeah. run back. And if he can't do that, then he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. And that's just no, on defense. Yeah, of course. I 100% agree. Uh, yeah, Marcus Alonso is sound kind of cynical, I know, but I can't stop thinking that Conte was the one that really gave this guy a career. I don't think, uh, I kind of think he's overrated in that sense that people think he's better than he actually is. Um, I know he scored a few goals, but it's kind of crazy just how powerful scoring a few goals really is because people think you're a good player yeah. just because you, you've got a good strike. I mean, that means nothing, in my personal opinion. I mean, he's clearly, I mean, I, I haven't been impressed with him this preseason. I've been looking at everyone with like an objective eye to, and yeah. um, I'm just not seeing it with Marcus Alonso. Yeah, no, no, no. I think, I, I, well, I don't remember what game it was, but it was either the first or second game uh, in the preseason. I think it was the first game against Perth that Alonso came off, Emerson came on, and Emerson, within like two minutes, took somebody down the sideline uh, and did a couple crossovers into the box. Like, he basically was super offensive um, and did things that Alonso couldn't. Like, I, I want... I want everybody, um, if I'm comparing two players, the guy with the most tools is going to get the eye. And Emerson has more tools than Alonzo. So, 
All right, so we have we spoke about Morata, we spoke about the midfield. Now we need to speak about the man that everybody's talking about, the most exciting player on this team, not named Eden Hazard, and that is Callum Hudson Adoy. I personally would like to see him get the start on Saturday. I don't feel like Hazard hasn't had enough time um, within the system. Yeah. I, I think Hazard can come on as a substitute, as a super sub, but I would love, love to see Hudson Adoy get a start and play, you know, minimum 50 minutes this weekend. Yeah. What do you I think? don't know. I, I'm thinking that I think there's a massive chance he probably will be playing because I think the fact he wasn't used against Leon. I mean, maybe it, it, it could say two things. Number one, maybe Sarri's trying to get these guys fitting up quickly. That's why he never used Callum. Or number two, which I think is kind of realistic, is that he's resting him to be yeah. ready for the Huddersfield game because the other players aren't ready yet. So um, I think there's a big chance we could see this guy playing. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think he's going to be playing. But I believe that, you know, just with... I, I think this lineup is... We're going to see a mix of... Conte's guys and a mix of guys that that well, I mean shit that's pretty stupid Christian of course we're gonna see Conte's guys <laughs> and guys that are just you know been accustomed to the system yeah like, yeah dumbass <laughs> but <laughs> I think we're gonna see I make like, that mistake all the time man <laughs> sorry Conte I'm sorry. no yeah. but it's stupid like oh uh, we're only gonna see you know Conte's guys <laughs> and you know guys that have been in sorry system for the longest but yeah, like yeah. fuck like outside of Kepa and Kovacic and who else like everybody's been in, <laughs> everybody's in Conte's system. It's good, it's good that you said it too, because there'd be there'd be a listener thinking, like, yeah. "What's this idiot yeah. talking about?" Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How critical and hypersensitive everyone is these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dude right now is in his listening on the his train feelings. on his phone. And yeah, he's yeah. Buzz, like motherfucker, this guy doesn't know damn shit. It, damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Smashing plates, his fist, like. I'm with you, yeah. my man. I'm with you. So, but I think, I think, uh, I think, really, we're gonna see a slow transition to the, you know, a preference right now in the beginning of the, of the season to guys that have been here uh, from the beginning, from when Sorry first got here. So, guys, like the the questions are gonna come up with Emerson and Hut and um and Alonzo on who gets to start there. Yeah. Uh. But, I mean, even Kovacic, I mean, shit, like, if you were sorry, this guy just got here yesterday. Like, yeah. would you start him on Saturday? I mean. I don't know. I think he might need some time. He might need some time. I mean, yeah. I mean, he only had his first training session yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't think that's enough time. No. I, mean, I don't know if he, how fit he is, too. I don't know if he's even fully fit just yet, too. So, um. yeah. I'm not expecting to see him maybe for, like, maybe one or two games. I think Ruben has a massive chance, really, to... To show what he can do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I mean, it's I was actually sorry, it's a bit of a sign-up, but I was actually thinking with Kovacic, what if the reason why we haven't agreed a buyout clause? I'm not a buyout clause. I mean, you know, a, a price that a price agreement at the end of his loan spells because maybe we don't need to be in that position where we need it just yet. What if we find out that Ruben does do really well, then we exactly. can just save money instead of like really just buying Kovacic at the end? Because a lot of times with these deals, you know, once the player plays a certain amount of games, you know, that's that. You know, you, you have to buy them. That's how the agreement goes. So uh, exactly. maybe that's why it wasn't agreed upon. No, 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 exactly. Listen, my my feelings are that we, Chelsea Football Club, is the best club in the world. 
I don't give a shit that Kovacic played at Real Madrid. He needs to impress us that he deserves to stay. Not just that, oh, my, oh, oh, all of a sudden he gets a pass because he played in La Liga and he played in Real Madrid. Fuck that. They are not on our level. You know what I'm saying? That's the, the yeah. attitude that I take. So this lone move, perfect. Perfect. If you're good enough for our team, you need to prove yourself to us. And if you're good enough, then we could talk about staying. Till then, you are on a, a, a trial basis. You do not get any preference over Ruben. You do not get any preference over anybody else that's already been here because they've already proven themselves that they are worthy to be on our team. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the attitude that I take. And it seems like at this point that maybe the, 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 the club it might be taking that, that stance, which is fine. Yeah. At the end of the day, we stay winning because if he isn't up to our standards – then he's gone, and we don't lose. What did we lose? But if he is up to our standards, then hell, then we got an amazing player. So I think this yeah. is a win-win situation. So, you know, um, and, 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 and with that line, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, of course he's going to play. Of course he's going to start. But if Sorry started, let's say, somebody like Big Willie in the goal, I would understand because – you know, Willie Caballero has been in the system long enough that he understands the what what Sari wants to do, but that's not gonna happen. Keppa's gonna be gonna be yeah. starting the same thing. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, he has to start. You you pay that much money for somebody. Doesn't matter if they he showed up before the game. He's starting. So, um, what else? What else? What else? My man, what else do you want to cover? Tell, tell what what do you want to bring up? What do I want to bring up? Um, yeah, I mean maybe uh. Uh, maybe we could just keep it a bit personal. Just thinking, uh, you know, what was your like inspiration behind why you really wanted to do a podcast? And you know, how did you become shit. a Chelsea fan? I'm sure you get told this all the time, but I'm curious. All right, so, all right, so, all right. Let me get my words together and make this short because I this this question I could take an hour. All right, so I've always all right. Fuck, here we go, Nini. God damn it. You, you asked the <laughs> question. You're on the spot. You yeah. asked the question. Now you know question. how it feels. Now you know how it feels. <laughs> all right. So let's take it back all the way to the beginning. So in in elementary school, um, elementary school, middle school, and high school, my grades were never the best. I've always been a few times in my schooling. I was always voted a class clown, most talkative, <laughs> and that extended into professionally. Um, yeah. At work, when I was a banker, um, for five years, I was a, a retail banker. Nothing on Joe's level. Um, I'm yeah. able to have a conversation with Joe when it comes to finance, but it's enough, he, he operates in a world. When people talk about banking, they don't talk about what I did, which is the guy yeah. that you walk into a normal branch and then you speak to. They refer to what Joe does. Uh, Joe Tweedy, for example, commission-wise, a great commission check for somebody on my level is like $10,000, you know, for yeah. three three months or whatever like that. Uh, $15,000, and you're, oh, my God, you're the greatest of all time. You know, <laughs> a normal commission check is three or four grand. Somebody at Joe's position – in Joe's line of work, if a commission check or, or a Christmas bonus isn't six figures, something's wrong. 
Uh, for real. Like, if you're working for a big bank and dealing with investments and all that stuff, dep- I mean, of course, depending on your department, depending if you're in sales and this, that, or the other, your, your commission check should be, if you're in sales, six figures. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So... But even at, as I was working as a banker, one of the biggest criticisms was I took too long to speak to clients, and I'm very, god damn it, this goddamn program, whatever. I took too long um, with clients. I spoke too much. You're yeah. talk, too talkative. Get to the sale. Get to the sale. All right, all right, all right. So I've always been very extroverted, very talkative, class clown. I'm not I'm not afraid to be who I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. So, Sports talk radio and talk radio has fascinated me all my life, but it was one of these careers that how the hell do you get into sports talk? Um, I, I don't know. I have, you know, the same way that I got on your show um, and, you know, and I got on your radar is the same thing. I've, you know, I've done that locally in Miami and on satellite radio where I would call into shows all the time because no fear. We're like, I'm just talking. You know what I'm saying? So podcasting and making a career well it started with making a career move into radio but there's only so many jobs as opposed to podcasting i make my own career so ooh, and now we're gonna get super personal i stopped in retail banking not because the story that i tell everybody uh, it's partly the reason but it's not the reason i got sacked as a retail banker um basically because i had made a mistake and i wasn't i I didn't know like in my other company that we could we could do what i did and i was new to the company and i did the same thing and i had no idea and i was like uh yeah that's a that's a deal breaker you can't do that which is not something simple like i i gave a uh i reversed an overdraft fee for a for a coworker. Yeah. Um, that's like a no, no big time. That's conflict of interest. Uh-huh. I did that. I didn't know that I couldn't do that. Yeah, so yeah, I that got the sack. That was, my son was six months old when that happened. Um, and at that time I just didn't, I had that conversation with my son. He was six months old and I told him, buddy, you can do anything you want. And then I looked in the mirror and I'm like, am I doing what I want to do? Um, nah. I, and I wasn't. So I looked into becoming a police officer because that's easy. You know, it's a hard job. Yes. When you have a bad day at work, everybody knows about it. Yeah. But it's something that I can do. It's something that keeps my uh, ADD away because I have yeah. ADD. So um, I looked into that and I got picked up by a local police uh, agency for where okay. I, share, I got picked up I start and by picked I, up I, I can imagine you in police uniform <laughs> <laughs> well like and that's and, and, and by picked up I got uh, I started the interview process but yeah. there was I don't know if you were aware of this oh shit I don't know if you're aware of this but there was um in Dallas Texas there was a, a, a like six seven cops got killed 
um, by shit. a guy. Yeah, like he 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 was um ex-military or in the military, and he uh, just snapped one day and he went to the streets and he started shooting cops. I'm watching the news while I'm holding my son in my hand while I'm in the interview process. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to risk that. Like you know, yeah. I don't want to do if I I don't know if yeah, so I you can. Got do... Yeah, you got responsibility yeah. now. You got your your kids, so you know you got to think bigger. You know. Yeah. So. Um, that's it. I can't, not canceled, but I just let that opportunity go. Um, but meanwhile, I was studying YouTube because it's always been in the back of my mind. So the idea came up to start a career in YouTube. But the hurdle of uh, the initial investment, because I'm somebody that, yeah, I'm not going to be, I can't allow myself to be the first few videos uh, recorded from my phone. Like, I know yeah. that I need a DSLR, and now I got to save up money for a DSLR, and now I need a better computer and all that. So that kind of pumped my brakes on the YouTube side. But throughout that time where I was home taking care of my son because my wife was working full time, I was just analyzing YouTube, analyzing the game, spending yeah. more time with your channel. That's why when you took over full time, I knew about it. I knew. I, you know, guys like George Benson, I knew about. I know he's a Chelsea supporter. Yeah. I know that one day I'm going to get him on the podcast. Guys like the True Jordy, guys, all the, the Chelsea channels. I spent all day home with my son. So I would YouTube and watch YouTube all day yeah. long and analyze the game. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I wanted to do that. And then um, I'm, I, I finally broke down the the plan i had told nobody not even my wife that i wanted to do this and then i had the conversation with my dad and i told my dad and my dad was the first person to ever like me and my father we have a great relationship but he and i are two yeah. different people um and he he when i explained it to him he's like dude this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing like you should i never had mentioned to anybody outside of you know saying that man like yeah being a sports talk radio that like I would love to do that outside of something like that I had never mentioned anything more than that and my dad was like I've known all my life in in my heart that where you belong is on radio doing something like entertaining yeah. people and so he was the first person to say it but we're talking this is 2016 so mm -hmm. I first I then I'm like oh shit dad believes we're in we're riding so I recorded like four or five episodes of the podcast that actually the very first episode of the podcast that I recorded back then was uh, a match review after our victory versus Man City during Conte's first season. So that was like, yeah. what, December, January, right around there. But then um, I did, couldn't come up with a name. I didn't have anywhere to go. Like, like I was literally dead in the water. And you can relate to this yeah. where who the hell is going to find me, you know? And mm -hmm. so I started uh, on Instagram, hashtagging, trying to, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll attack you through social media. I'll build up my social media presence, and then that will help drive content to YouTube um, and the podcast. But it, for whatever reason, my ADD kicked in, and I let it go. Yeah. And then... Um, and then I started working, started working, boom, started working full time. And then uh, your calling shows started happening, and I started calling in you. 
and I'm like, damn, like I, I, I think now that now I'm working full time, I'm able to buy, pur- purchase all the gear that I yeah. need. I can really st- get this going again. And then here, breaking news, everybody, breaking news on the All American Chelsea podcast, <laughs> May eighteenth. May 18th it was, May 19th, your boy got sacked again at my new job. I'm not, I'm just not built for the corporate world. I, 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 it just, it's just who I am. And then, so I'm like, fuck it. Now, now more than ever, I need to, I need to take destiny into my own hands. And here we are, my man. Like, that's how I got down this road. Um, I never shared that with anybody. Uh, very shit. Put it to you this way. Very few people in my family know that I got sacked from my latest yeah. job in May. Um, outside of my parents, outside of my wife's parents, mm-hmm. uh, and my wife's uncle, who's also a co-owner of the my, wife, my father-in-law's company. Yeah. Nobody knows that I got sacked from that company. So... Um, so I'm like, no, fuck it. Now is the time I spoke to my dad again. I'm like, dad, you know, I I let him know exactly what time, like exactly what's going on in this because my father believes, you know? And so that's how we got down the podcasting road. Um, nobody in my family, no, no, none of my friends know about this. No, no, nobody knows. Uh, I definitely relate to that. (laughs) Other than my girl. And let's say one or two friends. I haven't told anyone. My friends still don't. Most of my friends still don't know to this day that I've got a YouTube channel. Bullshit. I just keep it that. Yeah, that's how I keep it, man. Are you kidding me? No, none of your relatives, like your friends, don't know. Yeah, my, my relatives know now. They do know now. But yeah. like, um, again, most of my other friends still don't know I've got a channel because I'm just not advertising it like that. Damn, you know, I mean, like, that's crazy. Really close people beside me know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, and especially with YouTube, I mean, your, your face is everywhere, and I'm assuming some of your friends are Chelsea supporters. So I, I would have yeah, I'd, to. I'd be surprised because, you know, what the funny, I mean, obviously, I don't want to distract from your story. I was no, no, say, no, go for it. This is our channel. Uh, this is our podcast, you know? <laughs> That's bad. But yeah, I mean, honestly, the reason why I got into YouTube was the fact that, um, you know, I've always had a, a real passion for football and, you know, I was getting really bored of what I was hearing from, you know, commentators in the media. And I definitely knew that a lot of people were feeling pretty bored too. I didn't really have any friends to talk to about football or anything like that. And most times when I was talking football, they'd say like really like, you know, cliched things that wasn't like mentally stimulating. So I was just yeah. thinking, you know what? I was, I, I, I really love the Brilliant Idiots, the podcast. Um, Shout out to the Brilliant Idiots. Shout Charlemagne. out to Charlemagne the God. 100% and, and Charlemagne and Andrew yeah one thing they were always talking about is the fact that in the world we live in today create your own platform yeah that there's opportunities to do that if you really want to do what you want to do there's platforms out there where you can pursue them and create the content that you want or do the things you want to do there's no excuses anymore if there's something you want to do do it no one's going to help you you don't need any like uh, help from people it could be literally anything you want and uh I was inspired by that. You know, I was similar to you two, you know. I, I literally delayed my, uh, I delayed doing YouTube for like a whole year because I was thinking about a name. Anytime I record and stuff, I was like, oh, shit, you know, I'm not too good, uh, this and that. Just really talking myself down until yeah. I really pursued things again, but, you know, for the start of the next season, you know, Conte's first season. And, um, and yeah, that's how it really was for me, man. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, shit, our stories are so similar. Similar, yeah. So, yeah, and then the second part of your question, well, and then to finish it all off, so that's what I was saying, like, um, when you and I were DMing each other, like, this journey that I'm on is very similar, or that we were on. I listen to a lot of advice from comedians because they have the similar, a very similar path too. Um, Mm -hmm. where they have to literally get dropped off in the middle of the ocean and with their talents and they have to figure it out and swim towards land. You know what I'm saying? So it's a similar, their path and their journey on how, you know, obviously they support themselves financially and how to gain exposure to be able to financially support themselves through their craft is very similar, I feel, to, to, shit, very similar to how I feel, you know, our journey is, um, so that yeah that's that and then how did i become a chelsea supporter so all my life i have been watching football watching soccer but i didn't know that anything existed outside of the world cup so i had an uncle that went um he went to university in brazil okay my family is dominican and obviously i'm an american i was born here yeah so we my my soccer or my footballing heritage is limited um so he comes back from university and i hear that he went to brazil here comes the world cup and oh i'm yeah. a little kid well, here brazil that's my team so i'd been following brazil throughout the world cup and then in the late 90s uh united states um, somewhere in the 90s, the United States started making a name for themselves with Alexi Lalas in in world football. But again, all yeah. I was following was the World Cup. So somewhere around 2008, or no, somewhere around 2006, I found yeah. FIFA. Now, mind you, I had been <laughs> playing Madden football yeah. since 1996 religiously. The only game that I would buy is Madden. I would spend... I'm one of these type of dudes that I put it on practice mode. And I'll... In, in Madden, at least. I'll practice one play for three hours. Over and over again. And I'll just see all the possibilities. So, here come... In 2006, here's FIFA. Um, a complete game that I have never played before. So, I go immediately... Oh, my team is Brazil. And this new game, I'm getting worked. So I threw the controller in the air. I'm never again. Fast forward 2009, my cousin's into FIFA. He's the world's greatest FIFA player, according to him. <coughs> he spanks me. And I'm like, my ADD kicks in. And I'm like, this can't be. My ADD in competition. If you ever want to put me in a corner, I dare you to push my ADD and my competition buttons at the same time. I will... Ah. It's, it's over. It's oh, that's my superpower. When Kanye Dangerous. yells, uh, you know, that's my bipolar shit. That's my superpower. That's with me. Yeah. You push the competition in ADD where I engage hyperfocus. It's over. So he did that, and I just started. I think it was a week. I was playing FIFA 15 hours a day, nonstop, and that's that's 15 hours is an exaggeration. I would go to work, come home. And then play FIFA. Mind you, I'm married. Ma- mm-hmm. I, ma- married? Yes. I'm No, not married. I'm living with my parents. So I'm going home, coming back from work. 
um, and just playing until two or three in the morning, catching a couple hours of sleep, and then going. So that's happening. Then here comes the World Cup. This is 2010, and I, at the time, all I was doing is playing with Brazil. So I see on the cover of a magazine, it's Cristiano Ronaldo and Drogba, and I'm, yeah. I know who Ronaldo is. I just don't know who this other guy is, this black guy. I have no idea who he is. Yeah. And then I'm like, I guess he's good because, uh-oh. Uh oh, the I remember that magazine covered. I think they were both like it, topless. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm like, I know who this guy is. Up, oh, the boss is up. Good morning, sunshine. Uh oh, <laughs> the wife made a face. So, <laughs> I um, I'm like, I know who this guy is, but I, I I know who Ronaldo is. I don't know who this other guy is. So I'm just watching the World Cup, and then the England versus Germany game happens, where Lampard, this goal doesn't count. And I and that was an amazing game. So I'm like, oh shit! Like you know, here's England. Like I had no idea. So then I start playing FIFA, and I'm going through teams. And here's Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea's rated in the 90s or whatever in the game, five star team. I'm like, damn, this team is really good. Let me play with them because I'm still not that good. I'm competitive. I'm not that yeah. good. Let me cheat code my way through this and let me play with a really good team. So I start playing with Chelsea. And then, oh, shit, here are names that I recognize from the England team. Here's Lampard. Here's John Terry. Here's Ashley yeah, Cole. Here's yeah. Joe Cole. Like, oh, shit. Like, all right, all right. And then my favorite color is blue. So the stars aligned. And then I started. That's how I started following Chelsea and following club football. I had no idea. I didn't know anything. I didn't know Real Madrid, Barcelona. I didn't have any knowledge of those teams on that level and what their significance is. And then, so that's 2010, and obviously, you know, it's easy to fall in love with a winner, and Champions League happens, and the rest is history. Like, I get very passionate about things really quickly. So uh, it was really easy for yeah. me to get really passionate about this football team paired it yeah. up with the equal rise to greatness or the maintaining the, the, the greatness of chelsea yeah. football club i have an equal uh, despair and frustration with the miami dolphins who i live 15 minutes away from their stadium and uh, i've been you know I've been going to the Dolphin games since I'm seven years old. I played American football all my life in the park, high school football, competitive flag football, I, you know. So it was easy for me to, while the Miami Dolphins are breaking my heart, for yeah. me to fall in love with Chelsea football. So, and then the rest is history. I mean, I just I mean, yeah. Yeah, I discovered a Facebook group, and then uh, from there, that naturally. Uh, transferred over into uh youtube where i found and i i keep putting his name out there so one day he will be on this podcast joel neil zeka he had he had the guru show and i used to watch his channel and uh i used to watch his channel then for whatever reason he decided to stop youtubing then he was like listen i'm done but you can still find great chelsea content through eunice at a hundred percent Chelsea. Okay, okay. And then from there, obviously, I started following everybody. So I found out about Eunice, and then I'm like, oh shit! If there's one channel like this, there has to be more. 
and then I just kept going. Dude, I've been follow, I've been subscribed, put it to you this way. This is how much of an OG I am. OG. If I know your story on how you've, you know, I, I you took over 100%, uh, I mean, uh, Blue Blue Lions TV. Yeah. That's how long I've been there. I've been there since 100 subs, uh, 500 subscribers. Uh, exactly. <laughs> OG. <laughs> Literal OG when and I, and I and I messaged dude and I was because back in the days he used to do like a hangout. Yeah. And and I'm like, yo, I want to get on the hangout. I started messaging other people. I'm like, yo, let me get down. Like, let me get on the hangout. Let me, you know, come up on these shows. Yeah, yeah. 100% Chelsea used to do them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think did I want to say CFC Fan TV did okay. a few in the very beginning. So I used to message all these channels. So um, you were the really the only one that, that gave me an outlet to shine. And then, so now it's just continue. It's using the same yeah. fuel and, uh, you know, using my ADD as a superpower, like reaching out. I, I'll tell you off when I'm done recording the official part yeah. on somebody who I've reached out to uh, from a rival channel. Um, that a hundred percent everybody's gonna know this man's name, um, and okay. he and I've been emailing back and forth on him coming on the show. And, That's good. I'll, I'll be excited. I'll be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you. Everybody knows who it is. And again, after if if for whatever reason he's from scheduling uh, situate, you know, like scheduling difficulties, he can't make it on this end. I'll let everybody know on the podcast. I'm not gonna yeah. hide it. So that's how that's my story, man. And I'm sticking with it. Hey, cool, man. It's just that, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's inspiring in the sense that anytime it comes to people, you know, trying to create something for themselves, you know, with like with, with, with whatever platform they want to do it with, you know, it, it comes to that point where you either sink or swim. You yeah. know, you're at, you're at a point in your life where, let's be serious, we're not really fulfilled or happy with what we do. It's natural that we're not going to have that same passion or enthusiasm, you know. Absolutely. So this is where. You get to that turning point where it's like, you know what? I finally got that push now to really try to pursue what I really want to do, and that's what it, that's what it comes down to, really. You know, I mean, it's similar situations for myself too, in regards to how I started doing YouTube and, you know, wanting to start pushing Chelsea content, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, and yeah, man, yeah, it's just, it's just, it was just really interesting and good to see. And obviously, I've always been curious too in terms of how you became a fan and. That's the power of FIFA. It really is. I mean, FIFA really yeah, <laughs> is a great like, introduction in terms of like, you know, because it's like you play with these guys, you know all their names and stuff, but then you realize, oh, shit, these guys are based on real life people. Yeah. Let me see how they actually are in real life. And then, yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah. And it's funny, um, just even after this World Cup, um, I was at a barbecue with relatives and I was watching the Nigeria... Was it Argentina or no? It was one of their first games. Um, Croatia, Iceland. I, I'm almost positive it was against Iceland. I'm yeah. almost positive. I was at a barbecue. Did they win? I think so. Yeah, and then it was Iceland then. Yeah, yeah Iceland. I'm, uh, yeah, it has to be Iceland. So I'm at the uh, I'm at the barbecue, and one of my relatives, it was my mother-in-law. She was like, "Man, yeah. these guys make so much money." only to play and they work so hard only to play it one time every four years and i was just laughing to myself i'm like he he i used to say the same thing like you know what i'm saying like i thought i mean i, I would be shocked I, I think people would be shocked by the the percentage of people who at least in the united states don't know that 
these guys play. I mean, maybe with the MLS, that's different. But yeah. these guys play more than outside of, you know, the World Cup. So that's my story, my man. That's my story. Um, that's it. I can't. I can't think of anything else uh, that we need to cover, at least for for the public. Yeah, it's definitely been a good conversation. It's Absolutely, definitely a lot of stuff we've covered and spoken about. And yeah, hoping in the future, I, you know, I'm definitely want to come on here a lot more. So yeah, it should be good, man. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, I, the, dude, you there's like a handful of names that a have a key to the door at all times. When I, you know, I end my podcast with, you know, I love you to all my listeners, to all my family, uh, and that's because I believe that anybody that that really feels passionate about the, and even the people who don't feel passionate about the club, yeah. like I do, like you know, I you're part of the Chelsea family, like family's family, and I love all all my members of my family. So, you know, but in family, in all families, there's some members that you don't give them the key to the house yeah and then there's others that you do and nini fc and, and let me ask you a question on your birth certificate it is is it fc comma nini <laughs> how does that work in the uk or is it nini fc like how, how exactly does that work no basically um <laughs> do not give us your real name no, no, i, I never i don't care I don't care if we yeah. know each other 90 years. I do not care. You will ne- I will never call you by your real name even though I know it. I'll never. You are forever Nini FC. I think that's perfect. Great. Yeah, great man. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean that's always been one thing with me. You know when it comes obviously putting yourself online, you do get a lot of uh scumbags. Let's be serious. You, know, you can't trust people um they definitely will try to use things out of context against you. So I, I try not to give too much personal info about myself because I kind of think you're only here really for my like the content. And just leave it at that. You, you got your own uh, personal life. I got my own personal life. You know what I mean? So um, absolutely. Yeah, that's how I see it. And listen, listen, listen. I've told you this again privately a thousand times. Fuck the haters. You get wound up so much by the haters. Fuck them. Again, like I said on one of your videos, if you think that this man doesn't know what he's talking about, if he's just pulling shit out of the deepest, darkest corners of his ass, then you do it. You get a camera, get a get get a camera, whether your smartphone, a computer, whatever, and you record lies from the deepest, darkest corners of your ass like he has. And then there yeah. you go. I mean, th- nobody, everyone is free to do whatever you want. So if you, you're hating on Nini because you don't believe or hating on me, like, like, yo, like we're humans. And if you think that whatever we're doing sucks, awesome. Mm-hmm. Make it yourself. It, when Nini's riding around and listen, again, Nini and I have personal conversations outside of, uh, of what is to the public. So, if you want a Range Rover like Nini has, all because of the podcast, I'm all because of Blue Lines TV. I'm telling you, create your own platform. It's free I'm to right. sign up. I'm right. And do it yourself. I mean, you know what I'm saying. So, Nini, I, I, again, I, I don't know what else to cover. Plus, my little boy is about to jump up out of bed, and it, it, it's the funniest thing. Yeah. I really wish. He wakes up right now, so he, he, this guy, 
demands chocolate milk. And the moment he doesn't see shit, the first words out of his mouth is chocolate milk, chocolate milk. So and then my wife and I, we have to we scramble, we run to get chocolate milk for him because, uh, you know, if not, then he's going to be pissed off. So very, very smart kid. He's already got you guys. Under, you know, under his thumb. We want no smoke when thumb. it comes to comes to my son. We want no smoke. So, sure. my man, do you have anything else you want to uh, you want to say to the to the to the billions of people around the world listening to this podcast? So the billions of people, obviously, uh, you know. Uh, again, there isn't really much for me to say. I'm not really good when it comes to these outros. Um, yeah, just pursue your passions. You know, try and have the confidence uh, to pursue what you want to do, and start small. Uh, start slow, have a plan. Obviously, try and really plan everything, and then work towards your goals. You know, every month you want this target, that target, that target. Have that focus and that mentality, and you'll get to where you want to. You know, where you need to be. Absolutely, absolutely. I I agree, a hundred percent. I agree. Um, and that's all I got, people. This uh, this concludes. Uh, you know, my conversation with with my brother, Nini FC. All right, all right, everyone. That is the interview with the homie, uh, Nini FC, my brother. Um, like I said, we went over. Hold on, what the hell is going on here? There we go. Much better. I don't like hearing myself when I'm talking, on uh, you know, when I'm recording or whatever. I don't like hearing myself. But anyways, so that was the interview. Um, he and I, bro, like. We shared a lot, like, you know, like personal stuff, all that stuff that I said about me getting sacked and currently where I am. That's the truth, man. That's the truth. I'm currently, as I talk to you right now, I took an early lunch um, because Nini wants to get the podcast out. Um, Nini wants to promote the podcast on his next video. So obviously, I got to be, since I am behind on his time, I have to record the podcast, edit the podcast, and then uh, publish the podcast before he publishes on his end. So that way, in his video, you guys can, um, he can plug it, and that way, you know, other people from his channel can come and find the interview. But that's it, guys. That is the episode of the podcast. Hold on. I got to turn up my gain a little bit more, a little bit more. It should be much better there. I should be a little bit louder in your ear. Yeah, that should be much better right there. Um, so, yeah, basically, that's it. Uh, that's the that's the podcast. Um, I can't thank him enough for coming on uh, this morning. I can't think of enough for the plug, and I encourage you guys, if you're not subscribed to his YouTube channel, if you're not following him on Twitter, if you're not following him on Instagram and all the other social medias where he's active and on, I encourage you, please go out and subscribe. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? I encourage you to like, smash that like button. Let's see if we can get over 500 likes on this podcast. And I encourage you to subscribe to Blue Lions TV. Um, also, for my podcast, please, wherever you find it, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on um, Spotify, Google Podcast, I think it's on Pocket Cast, Stitcher. It's on all the podcasting platforms. 
um, Anchor Podcast. Just type in All American Chelsea Podcast. Uh, leave a like, leave a review, whatever the case may be. It helps out. Um, if you think somebody else might enjoy this episode of the podcast and other episodes of the podcast that I have, please go ahead and share. Um, the content's going to keep getting better and better. The content I'm going to keep bringing to you guys minimum, minimum three times a week. And even maybe even more than that, Nini and I discussed some, uh, some things that we might, you know, some plans for the podcast, this podcast, and maybe other things in the future. So, you know, keep growing with me, keep vibing with me, and I and I look forward to keep bringing you guys uh, content that you want to hear. I have a big, I keep pushing it, guys, because, and I keep hyping it, but this is the last hype. No more hype until the podcast, if the podcast comes through, comes through. But I have somebody that I've been emailing back and forth that you are going to for sure love. Please. Stick around, stick around, because that podcast could be coming to you within the next three weeks, and I know for a fact you guys are going to love it. Um, I have other guests lined up, just narrowing down the dates, and I'm looking forward to bringing you guys exactly the guests that you want to hear, um, the exact guests that I would like to hear as a podcast listener. I listen to all all the Chelsea podcasts. Um, and I encourage you guys to listen to Chelsea pod, all the different Chelsea podcasts. We're one big family, people. We're one enormous family. And at a family cookout, you know, you say what's up to everybody, give everybody love. But you have your group, you know, your little clique in every family, uh, every family barbecue is always the same, you know, where you everybody breaks off into their little corner and y'all, everyone discusses everything. So, you know, if you if my conversation isn't up to you, you know up to you uh what you want to talk to no problem you know find somebody else within our chelsea family and go support them all right um again my name is christian if you want to please follow me on twitter my twitter is all american cfc instagram all american chelsea i think all american cfc i'm not on my chelsea instagram page i'm not that active just yet i will gonna i'm gonna get it going um, and that's it, Twitter, Instagram, but Twitter right now is where you can find me, Twitter, I'm, I'm on it all day, every day, um, that's it, guys, that's the episode of the podcast, I will come to you, you'll hear from me again on Monday, uh, after our match tomorrow against Huddersfield, uh, my predictions for the game, we have to get a result, my prediction of the game is we, we need to get a result, on these lower end teams, lower end teams of the table, I always res- uh, expect a result against those guys. Um, we're not going to be at our best just yet. We're just getting going. Five to seven games. Uh, let's call it. Let's call it eight games. Eight games before we're really firing on all cylinders and showing at this very moment the best that we can produce within the sorry uh, system but before then and if i'm not mistaken our schedule coming up is relatively e- oh shit i just got the notification i just noticed the notification on my phone mishi going to valencia everton has uh confirmed zuma 
Ah, uh, shit. So, Mishi to Valencia. That leaves us very light at striker. Hmm. That leaves us really light at striker. You have Morata, Giroud, Tammy Abraham. Wow. I would have loved to have signed Marshall or another another striker um, before the window closed. But whatever, bro. We will do what we will do. And, you know, we'll do what we're going to do. So the Zuma loan move is really interesting to me. He should do awesome over there at Everton. They just got Yeri Mina. Um, those two at center back. I'm going to be definitely looking at. That's going to be a tough, 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 tough pairing right there. Those two guys are absolutely monsters, physical. So, at Zuma, Everton's a mid-table club, man. Zuma does well at Everton. He's got no problem coming back to next year. Coming back tomorrow. Coming back next year. Um, and maybe taking Gary Cahill's spot, you know. So we shall see. We shall see. But I'm excited for the new season. I'm excited for the new season, boy. Like, oh, man. It's finally here. Finally here. Football's back. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait. So, all right, everybody. This is the end of the podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed this one. And that's it, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. I absolutely love you. You guys are all my family. Thank you for the support. Thank you for coming with me on this journey to uh, make my podcasting dreams come true um, because of you and because of me. You know, we'll get to where we want to go. So I love you guys. Have a great day. Um, I'm out. Coming up and down, that nigga can't take no more Kamikaze over commas Benjamin's dividend stuffed in my jeans, I can't fit it Popping pistols, dropping riddles Pop a pill and sell a nigga, you gotta get with it My, 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 my Look at little Scotty now The same fuckers used to doubt All preaching that they proud of Put my zipper down and whip it out Piss in your brain Piss in your brain Turn this up, teacher, play this in the third grade In the third grade Can't happen to two, now we about to go away We about to go away the streets is not safe. These niggas ain't play. These niggas ain't play. These niggas ain't play. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. Hop out of the land. Hop onto the ground. What the fuck was you saying? Pissing your grave. 
pissing your grave. Pissing your grave. I'm pissing your face. I'm pissing your bitch. I'm pissing your day. <gasps> What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Me and the flame is you not entertained? 